Hello, gearheads. Welcome to the Blind Mike Project. Go to blindmike.net for all Blind Mike info. And now your host, the man who has multiple famous women vying for his attention. Unfortunately for Mike, Rosie O'Donnell and Lauren Compton look exactly the same. And now, Blind Mike Geary. When does uh, DJ Liquor Fry start saying a something at the end of her jokes? <laughs> Getting real big into chip, I think. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Blind Mike of something. What is the beginning there, the uh, countdown? Was that saying monetization? I want to make love to you? <laughs> I wasn't honestly paying attention. I was making sure the levels were good. But I was tapping my toe. That's more my speed. Is that... AI or is Hackride in his apartment screaming that? He showed me his setup and it wouldn't surprise me if that was actually him. Okay. He's well, got good. all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Man does a lot of work. Mm. I hear there's a lot of uh, debate now in the comments, guys. You know, and feel free to leave them this week. Help that algorithm. Craig or Hackride, what do you think? There's a lot of there's a lot of debate. You guys aren't gonna split us up. Me and the Hackride, the Hackride haters. Uh, are very passionate, mm -hmm. and the Craig haters are just out for justice. I think they're more <laughs> looking for... It's not even anything against Craig. It's just for the sake of humanity. It's for the children. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an interesting debate going on in the comment section. So guys, let us know. Let's get it out of the way, Craig, because God knows everyone was wondering, where were you last week? <laughs> I was away with friends in Waterville Valley. I wasn't snowboarding. What's Waterville Valley? Uh, it's a mount, uh, ski mountain. Yeah. What did you do there? Uh, some of my friends I haven't Just seen. Watched? No, no, no. We rent. We every once in a while we rent a house up there. Craig like goes to the bunny slope. Yeah, yeah. Gets, a, gets a six pack. <laughs> I stay by the fire inside. <laughs> um, Very but nice. We rent the house as like a indoor pool and stuff, and just kind of have a few pops. You know? Wow. Yeah. What fun! It is. Real. <laughs> I, I was. I had nothing to tell. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed. I did. It was a good time. At least this time, Craig asked me what I should name the episode rather than, guys, I hope you didn't miss Craig too much in the title. <laughs> well, that was what I was told last time. This time, it was a problematic title, so I had to run that one up the ladder. Description, Mike panics when Craig is absent. <laughs> Naturally, I, I, I understand. All right, everybody. Well, uh, yeah, appreciate uh, Austin Ingalls, the great Austin Ingalls and uh, Hack Ride filling in. I saw our boy David Collins uh, got a nice bump from WATP, so that's nice. Check him out as well. So they support the whole gang, you know, DJ Electrify with her god-awful jokes. Go listen to her <laughs> show. I have, a, I have a feeling that Hack Ride writes those. I she's so much less, like, I'm not saying Hack Ride's a, 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 a you know, Mitch Hedberg, but <laughs> she's so much worse than him. <laughs> I just like having a, a, a female voice on the intro. You hear that, Hack, right? Exactly, yeah. You hear that? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I like that very much. Yeah, make sure you're very crystal clear. <laughs> he must yes. be He must I'm be making joking. making fun of her because it's a, a fun show, but <laughs> I like her. All right? He must be he uh, lying to me. <laughs> so if you, want to, uh, if you want to support the program, guys, go to blindmike.net if you wouldn't mind before we get into it today. Um, you can find all the free links there, whether you listen on Apple, Spotify, Google play, wherever you get podcasts, all platforms where available. You can also find the links to who are these socials and why are you laughing? Uh, so check those out if you don't already. 
and uh, get on the YouTube. Uh, numbers are cooking lately. At our uh, a good couple months here on YouTube, so keep subscribing, keep sharing, commenting. All that stuff helps uh, more eyeballs get on these videos. Uh, and if you want to support the program even more, then become a Patreon or YouTube member. We su- we appreciate that as well. You get early access. Uh, particularly while you're laughing, you get a lot of early access and bonus content on Patreon. You also get Quincy. And uh, if you're a YouTuber Patreon member, you got early access to this episode. We aren't live today. Uh, if you guys plan on super chatting, we're not live. We won't be able to read it. Um, but sometimes if you're a member, then you get early access to Blind Mike Projects when we aren't live. I'm right now, I assume, fleeing the state of Delaware. So uh, we couldn't do live today. But um, if you want early access when we can't go live, then make sure you subscribe. All right. Um, I was annoyed this morning because that uh, that frosted-tipped, childless knob gobbler, Carl, <laughs> outfoxed me again. What happened? Well, the first topic we want to get into today, I, I, I um, time stamped uh, all the all the cuts I wanted for Craig uh, last or yesterday morning, and then before we do the show today, I see a notification come up on YouTube. Uh, Opie said, uh, um, "Carl said Opie's new co-host sucks." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, it seems we may have come to the same conclusion." <laughs> yeah, I think three days ago you sent me this. I want to say, see, you hear that, everyone? <laughs> three days ago, the second clip is just called "This guy sucks." <laughs> yeah, so, I, listen, uh, me and uh, me and Carl have a lot of similar interests, and it seems we may have crossed paths on this one because we talked about Opie in the context of, um, yeah, you, he, he said a long time ago, like Anthony, you stop talking about me, I'll stop talking about you, and then he just kept talking about Anthony for the next year. I'll give him credit though; in the new year, it seems. He hasn't talked as much about Anthony, or at least in the last week or two. Like, I kind of went back through his videos, and a lot of them are dog shit. So, that means he's not talking about Anthony. Did you see the two of them flirting on Twitter? I did. I did. I'm actually, I'm glad you mentioned that, because that was one thing. It's rare you see a playful opster, particularly yeah. when it comes to Anthony. Yeah, because they, they played the um, that clip that you guys actually played on KMS of the, the, uh, the iron Eagle clip. Yeah. And Anthony quote tweets and says, maybe he was eating grapes, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, Opie then quote tweets that and says, he probably sent the C word text to the wrong person, <laughs> <laughs> which is now that's funny for Opie. If we're reading it on Twitter, my fear is that Opie's tone was like, Oh Yeah. I think he purposely because that's how he gets a lot, you know? Yeah, I think he purposely put the laughing emojis on there so everyone knew he was joking. Good. Even he knows that we're like, oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> He's PMSing again. <laughs> but yeah, it was nice to see them uh, having a, a friendly back and forth. They do that once in a while. They tease people with um yeah, they tickle the with, balls a little. With a little friendship. Um but you know. Opie has had to move on over the years and he had to find a new co-host mm-hmm. and boy, is this guy dreadful. <laughs> so he does a show. They, I mean, they both are honestly, he does a show called uh, Tuesdays at Geppard's mm-hmm. for some reason. I think they film it. Is this that? They, at least I thought they used to. This is that audio is just his beer show. No. Oh, Craig, you fool. The beer show is, of course, called The Beer Show. Right. 
<laughs> you idiot. I knew that. This is this is Tuesday at a bar. <laughs> Why would you think that would be about beer? I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I'm silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, this is Tuesdays at Geppard's, which I think is a totally different show than the beer show. Um, but he he puts the audio only on YouTube, I guess. I thought they filmed it. Maybe they don't anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's the audio, and it's bad audio. And you'll hear Obi say things like, "Oh, the show's growing now. We got, you know, people like this Tuesdays at Geppers. We got some traction." And like when I saw it at eighty-five, I don't know what it's up to now. It had eighty-five views. Uh, let me take a look, and I'll tell you. Maybe it skyrocketed after I. Just, these. just proving how early Mike was on. On that's this. right. It yeah, I got it before it went viral. Uh, before it got in the, uh, the algorithm. <laughs> well, I guess it went down. <laughs> it didn't go up very much. Uh, 137 views. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what Opie's talking about. I, d- I dare say he's fibbing. It even makes me question when I used to listen to the Opie and Anthony show and he would refer to millions of people listening and the show growing every day and management being happy with the show and all the stuff he would say. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to wonder if that was true. Well, judging by his contracts, he must be sort of right. That's the thing. He's like, they're, they're, and in comedy particularly you'll hear a lot of like comedians reference Opie and Anthony being an influence. And that's how people discovered Bill Burr and Patrice O'Neill and Nick DiPaolo. A lot of those guys, the tough crowd crew, basically more or less. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know what's happening that Opie was that broadcaster. And now he has, you know, DJ Electra fry numbers. No offense. <laughs> Electra fry might be funnier though. She's catching strays left and right over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's easiest to bully a woman. That's you know? true. That is true. It's the most fun. <laughs> uh, sorry. Let's enough enough teasing here. Let's get into it. What do we got from the Opster? Um, we're just gonna you know go over his new chemistry he's got with his new guy. He's big, he's always been big on chemistry. So let's hear these two. This is. Mark, I, who I think is the owner of Geppard's. And guys, those of you that were Opie and Anthony fans, keep an ear out for this. Um, and I know Carl still talks about Scorch, the great Scorch. I think Opie, after all those years of busting Scorch's balls, is Scorch now. Oh, God. And this is this is Nick, the guy on the couch with him. <laughs> Looks like we are live. What's going on, everybody? Opie wants to get touched. Opie wants to get touched. I do want to get touched. That's right. I want yeah, to here's, my, here's my first note. I like lecturing people lately. That's kind of my new thing. I need him to let me save him. That's all I need. If I could lecture the Opster for a moment, I would say, tell Mark to pipe down for at least the first five seconds. No shit. You don't need to scream in the first minute. I, hey, I'm here too. <laughs> let, <laughs> let Opie talk. Neither is necessarily um, a great broadcaster at this point. But of the two of you, let Opie maybe get an intro out before you chime in with your terrible jokes. Oh, it, this is the this is what you would hear on like very good show or some childish thing like that. That's right. You know, Opie wants to get touched. <laughs> what is that adding to the conversation? You have to like maybe chalk that one up to the beer. I don't think they're drunk though. It's like a Tuesday afternoon. Just I, Opie, if you're listening, hire me. I will come down there on Tuesdays and you know bring microphones so the show is somewhat palatable. Yeah, you can't say a lot about Craig's production skills, but he does own microphones. That's always been his greatest strength. My audio is top notch, top tier. 
Let's continue this. Uh, Please. Fun. <laughs> so badly, but uh, but no one can touch me because I got two broken ribs, Can't Matt. You know, the last time we did Tuesdays at Get Parts, I was sitting here in a lot of pain. Uh, I did not know that my ribs were broken at that point. I knew something bad was was uh, going on, but I finally got checked out. I got a something rib. bad. I hope he thought it might be like the Holocaust or his ribs were broken. He couldn't tell. <laughs> I, I, I giggle slightly and the pain is immeasurable. <laughs> Had planes leaving Logan Airport been taken over, or was there <laughs> is there an ouchie in my rib area? Yeah. Be great. Something bad is happening. Yeah, he, his ribs hurt like people's knees hurt when it's going to rain when there's a terrorist <laughs> attack. <laughs> is that Hamas, <laughs> or do I need to go to the doctor? October October sixth, he was like, "Man, my ribs are killing me." <laughs> I, think I, I could smell it, and then I, you could smell the ribs. Yeah. Go no, back, I go back because we got to. We gotta give Mark real room to breathe. I don't want to trample his great bits. Well, he hasn't given Opie any. That was was uh, going on, but I finally got checked out. I got a broken rib. I, think I, I could smell it, and then I, you could smell the ribs. Yeah, no, but- I, I'm, maybe I'm using the example of Chip too much. But after all the years of working with Chip, Opie has found Chip again. <laughs> That's why he sounds so natural. He's, he's- I could smell him. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, dude, I don't have a compound fracture, you fucking moron. We're 30 seconds into the fucking podcast, and this guy just keeps interrupting with horse shit. He has nothing. I, I, I could smell it. And then I, you could smell the ribs? Yeah. <laughs> Busted bird. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm stabbering because I'm like, did he get Here's what's weird about Opie is like he was on the most ball busty show of all time. You know he and wants his, to his his instinct is to let Mark, you know, spread his wings a little bit. He, you know, he wants to kill him there. Oh, oh, let me yes and this asshole. <laughs> He's like, I'm stammering because you know, blah blah. It's like no, because you have nothing to say to that fucking pile of shit. And, but here's here's where I'll like defend Mark a little bit. And the only reason he's on this show, I think he's like Opie's only friend left, right? And Opie doesn't have any friends. I, I I should say Opie doesn't have any friends in broadcast. Maybe he has a lot in the, uh, the the private sector, if you will. But Mark is not like a funny guy or a broadcaster. He's just a guy at a bar that Opie found and gave a microphone to. And so this idiot is so excited to be on with Opie that he feels empowered, I guess, to just throw this horse shit out, which if you're just sitting at a bar, it's like, oh, whatever. I'm sure he's a nice enough guy. He's a little annoying, but this is supposed to be a broadcast. Like, Opie's trying to do a show here, and this guy is just interjecting with nothing. Well, think of the trajectory that Opie's on. He goes from Anthony Cumia to Jim Norton to Sherrod Small to Mark. To uh, Vic Henley. Oh, Vic Henley. (laughs) Then Carl Ruiz, who's just like a chef, I think. He's dead, I think. He, so is Vic Henley. Are they really? Well, yeah. With any luck, Mark follows suit. Because <laughs> this is tough to listen to. Maybe I hope he's broadcasting with them because he's like in the will and he'll he'll inherit the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Opie inherits Geppards, finally. <laughs> He's like, I just need you to broadcast with me for a few months. <laughs> guy, guys, Monday through Fridays at Geppards now. We've expanded. <laughs> Weird. There's a whole studio in here now. It's all like... Calling the show Tuesdays at Geppard's, as far as I know, Geppard's is just a bar in New York City, right? I'm pretty sure it's a bar in New York City. Like like any other, that, I imagine. Yeah, but it happens to be like at the foot of his condo building. 
Yeah, it's like near Opie's house. <laughs> but Tuesdays at Gepper, like if you were doing Tuesdays at the mothership, that would mean something. Right. You know, Tuesdays at Geppard's means nothing to anyone. That's not a, and it's not, it's not like Opie has made it a character. Like if Kirk was doing something like that, that would become a reference to the show. Opie hasn't done anything to make us feel like we're sitting at Geppard's. It's just him and this asshole who's like, I can smell your ribs. Get it? It's a barbecue. <laughs> He's a, uh, oh, I thought he was going for like the, uh, he smells the wound. Oh, like Opie's rotting yeah. from the inside? Yeah. No, I think it's like, you're putting barbecue sauce on that? You know what? I'm giving him too much credit, and you're probably right. Oh, fuck, give me a side <laughs> of fucking mac and cheese with your ribs, Ope. Diet Coke or something. <laughs> Busted bird. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm stammering because I'm like, did he get some barbecue sauce? See? Uh, <laughs> you and Opie, same page. <laughs> I've been doing that a lot lately where these clips like sink into my memory. And I think I thought of, I did that with Hinchcliffe last week did where I'm like, here's a, something interesting I thought of. And the next words were fucking <laughs> Tony repeating me. <laughs> you beat him to it. Yeah. Um, this guy sucks is the next clip. Oh, well, I, that hasn't been on display yet. So finally we'll get to know what I'm talking about. Because if you guys haven't found someone that left Opie speechless, <laughs> RJ Henners, hey Matt and GH, how are the rib? How are the riblets? Oh, hold on, on. just real quick. I want to point out that I suspect this might be a fake chat that he's reading. Who calls him GH other than Club Soda Kenny? Um, I will give him credit. I've I if I see that he's live, I do usually click on it once in a while because the odds. You say hey GH? No, some people do do that in the comments. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, I, I do know that Opie was trying to rebrand himself as Greg for a while. Yeah, which is gross. He had some, like, uh, voiceover guy that would be like, hey, here's what Greg is up to today. Who? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with that is everyone's like, who the fuck's that? But here again, sorry, start the clip over just because one second in, this asshole needs to chime in. Jay Henners, hey, Matt and GH, how are the real? How are the riblets? Oh, mine are good. Great. 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 Um, well, it doesn't feel like I got a fist just pushed as hard as possible into it anymore. Now I'm just in regular pain. So, so you don't miss being ah. fisted. No, no. no. <laughs> Get it, guys? It's a sexual reference. <laughs> hey, my ribs hurt. You don't like being fisted anymore? Ew. This is like, I mean, Eve, like, this is, you know, 2001 WNEW Opie and Anthony would have been like, that's a little hack. Yeah, no, no. This, this like guy shock jock Opie and Anthony days would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? Never mind when that oh fist a guy. Someone said fist. <laughs> Can I shoehorn some sexual puns in here? <laughs> the guy's like, they're going to be talking about this at the water cooler Wednesday morning. <laughs> hey, Ope, do you know fisting is also sexual? You know how like when you said you broke your ribs and I said I wanted uh, barbecue. Well, th- you said fisting and now I'm going to make that into something else also because you can't have a fucking conversation with this guy i'm surprised he's not gonna be like you should give it like a knee job or something <laughs> in regular pain so so you don't miss being ah. fisted no 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 i, I don't i don't <laughs> oh. you can tell obi hates this Opie hates it but he's he's like selling it for the guy he's so, trying to, he's like oh mark you rascal you so i think what's happening here is Opie is not um at his house. 
He's out of the house. He's recording in a place where he's not having to pay anything to do so. True. So he's just blowing this guy so he doesn't ruin it. I guess, yeah, um, I think it's like Mark is his only friend left, maybe. Hey, Mark. This this Mark relationship is interesting to me because you would think, I think Craig's thinking wrong because he's an Opie and Anthony fan. I think you're thinking like, oh, well, it's Opie from Opie and Anthony. He would bust this guy's balls otherwise. I think this is always what Opie was, is a guy who would make a fisting reference and, you know, boom himself for the punchline. Well, I think every time this guy, Mark, says something stupid, Opie just kind of stops. Like, his instinct is to then go, you suck, but he bites his tongue and then just moves on. Maybe, yeah. I, I, it's it's confusing to watch, but then when you hear Opie on his own, he's just as cringy. So that's why I think like this might just be who he is. Him and this guy saying like, "Hey, do you miss being fisted?" <clears throat> I d- I will say Opie's show by himself is infinitely better than this. I guess. Yeah, I guess so, because he's just not interrupted every five seconds. He's not interrupted. He'll tell a story, true or not, he'll tell a story. <laughs> but what's interesting to me is, like, the the Scorch thing, where if you go back and listen to old Scorch audio, this guy, literally, even his voice sounds like that guy, Nick, the guy on the couch, Scorch's sidekick, mm-hmm. where it's like he's there to add nothing other than the most obvious puns. The problem is, uh, I don't think Opie is as funny as Scorch. No. <laughs> Scorch could at least come up with horrible dad jokes or something. Whereas I don't think Opie can even do that. He just does his voice and is like, oh, that's not what I meant. Which we'll, we will get to. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I told, I told. <laughs> Cheers. Why? Oh, my God. <laughs> the hiccups are, too. Why do people like that? What? Oh, here's now did. here's Opie. This is what I think Opie's real radio instinct is like. You said fisting. Let's expound on that because certainly him saying fisting wasn't a knee jerk reaction to nothing. <laughs> it wasn't just like a six year old hearing the word balls and giggling to himself. <laughs> I'm guilty of it right now. <laughs> there must be there must be more to that. Let's. Let's ruminate on that for a while. Let's stay here in Fisting Town and try to get Mark's thoughts or Matt or whatever his name is. Oh my God. <laughs> on what? Fisting. The hiccups are too. Why do people like that? What? I just, the, you know, the, the Fisting? Yeah, I don't, I don't get that one. All I know is this ain't Fisting. Oh boy. I'm guessing he points to his beer or something. Or his butt, maybe. Ooh. <laughs> well, we'll never know, because Obi puts only the audio up for some reason. I've seen this show, this particular show, live on Twitter. So I don't know if that's maybe where the video is. Why doesn't he just... Then he has the video. Ah, I don't know. He's a professional it's, broadcaster. It's just for he? me, maybe, so I don't feel left out. Opie, again, I can make this show sound good. Please call me. Call like anyone. This is not. This is not you having a special set of skills. No, anyone no. could. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Opie, call Bruce Mittman. We'll get in contact. <laughs> your old pal. Yeah, your old pal. Me and him, we're close. And that's. This is what Craig says about me: is that he's lobbying for a job with Opie at this point. <laughs> I want. That would be funny. Think of. Think of all the stuff I could get. 
I, I guess. No, I mean, like, Craig would be any better than fucking Mark. I would be. That's sad. Nice one, Hope. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the sad part about this Mark guy is I would be infinitely better than this guy. Oh, Opie, did you say your views on this were tainted? Hmm? You know taint? what that means? <laughs> yeah, I just turned into Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, next clip we have here, classic radio weather chatter. And now this is where like you question everything. If you used to listen to this guy, because what was Jocktober? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I honestly kind of thought Jocktober was like Opie's idea in a sense. Like I knew Sam found all the clips and everything, but I thought Opie was the one that came up with the idea of like, Let's fuck with these hacky radio shows. So it was, and now Opie's like, you know what, gang? It snowed recently. If memory serves, Sam was doing this, and yeah. Opie named it Jocktober, but it was actually Sam's doing. Um, I th- I thought on air Opie said we should do this every day, but I could be wrong. Oh yeah, no, he did, he did, but it was based off of the stuff Sam was doing. He's like, you got to hear this, <laughs> you got to hear this show. Let's hear some good, uh, I mean, gang, I live here in New England, and if you don't like the weather, I always say wait 15 minutes. I think that's what these boys are experiencing down in New York. Our first snowfall, Mm -hmm. our first significant snowfall in New York City. Two years, right? In over 700 days. 700 days. And I guess they measure it, it's got to be an inch. Why why, is that addition? (laughs) 700 days. I think you just be what was like, interesting about that? That you felt the need to reiterate it, Mark. Oh, I think you were talking about Opie saying it. I was like, hey, it hasn't snowed in two years. No, but Opie's, Opie, it's just a fact, I guess. And Mark is 700 days. Yeah. Opie, Opie says, uh, yeah, it hasn't snowed in 700 days. You just hear Mark's glass shatter on the floor because he drops it. <laughs> Great mother of God. Oh, my God. I, I like that Opie is a hype man now, though, because this guy, I mean, he's got one thing, and it's energy about everything Opie says. That's true. To be snowfall? Uh, to be snowfall. So anything less than an inch. Snow hasn't fallen. No. They're like, no, it doesn't count. So we finally got to Who breaks that rule book? Uh, I'm stunned. I'm Go back a little bit, because they're about to get into the oldest of old man chatter they could get into. But. I got to applaud Mark for a second. I was certain when they said one inch that he was going, oh, that's a little bigger than me. <laughs> I bet you had, wish you had one inch, Hope, huh? He's growing throughout this episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're seeing him mature. Yeah. A mere 40 seconds ago, he would have made a fisting joke. But... I'm just waiting for Opie to be like, Mark, shut the fuck up. But listen, this is what you would hear two like, co-workers at a diner talking about. Like, guys that... Might have a little bit in common, but have just run out of shit. Or people that just met on a bus. This is what they would be talking about. Snow hasn't fallen. No. They're like, no, it doesn't count. So we finally got to Who writes that rule book? Uh, some. Do you think they've got a whole... They, they, they debate all this crap and they're using taxpayer dollars? Of course. They go out to Peter Luger's to figure out what it is. Yeah, they, they go to Peter Luger's and they, and they do a study. I right. bet you they do a stupid study. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I but, think I'd like to... Put my hat in the ring to be funded by them for one of those studies. Oh, my God. Ah, and you know what else? The weather, man. I mean, I wish I had a job where I could be wrong half the time. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the heck? The weatherman said it would be warm, and it's not warm today. We did. Uh, we have talked about this in the past, but Larry David 
doing that curb episode when the weatherman's wrong, so he's on the golf course when it's Listen empty. Listen here, weatherman. <laughs> That's one of the best, like, because he took, like, a hack joke and made it hilarious. <laughs> um, next you know who controls that, Larry? God. <laughs> <laughs> um, next- <laughs> These guys are doing the shitty, like, I mean, I, boy, I'd like to get paid for that study. And also, like, Mark's talking to a guy who's a millionaire, and he's like, I bet the, I bet these fat cats go to Peter Luger's. It's like, I, I guess. <laughs> the classic. Or, or just a non-generic steakhouse. <laughs> Could have went Spark Steakhouse. You're in New York. It's famous. Sure. Um, next, we have uh, We Don't Need You. <laughs> oh, they, well, Opie gets very worked up about the chat. Uh, I guess Craig's in the chat a lot. He's a big fan of Opie's. Would you say that the people in there are heckling him or having fun with him? Both a lot. And I think yeah, the ones so, that are, that are, uh, you know, quote supporting him are mocking him in doing so. Okay. Well, it seems, it feels like that's been the case for Ever? Like eight years now. I think we're going on. Yeah. Uh, but Opie hasn't quite adapted to it. So let's hear, uh, when a troll has entered the building. God damn it, Opa, want to keep loving you, but this stuff is getting old, bud. Please reinvent yourself with some new stuff, man. Love you, miss you. Please re-engage me, brother. No! Go away. <laughs> we don't need you. Bye. You don't? <laughs> I would give him credit for actually reading it, though. Unless it was like a Opa, super you should be you should be grabbing every fan possible. This has... I mean, I know... I thought it was 85 views. You, you've... Scratched and clawed your way up to 137. But I don't know if that's a point you should be shooing away fans because this guy wasn't an asshole. I get the idea, like, no matter how few uh, viewers or listeners you have, like, th- that's, this is what I said when I started. Like, if you don't want to be here, don't wa- if you're not interested in what I'm doing, don't bother. Don't waste your time. Don't bother watching. Don't feel like you are doing me a favor by supporting. It's very nice of you. But if you're not interested, don't waste your money or your time. You know, mm-hmm. I understand that. But this guy's not being an asshole. <laughs> he says, I love you, Opie. But this stuff is getting tiring. D- do do something. Just do something. Put on a show. Do something. Other than vi- inviting your dim-witted buddy down to have a beer with you and talk about the weather. That's not a show. It's so nuts that Opie's just not accidentally getting 5,000 views a video. Yeah, I think he just played it wrong when he started. I don't I don't I don't know I don't know what the difference is between like him and stuttering John, you know? I don't know why cuz at least John is kind of I don't think he makes a lot of money, but he's getting more views because of how bad he is. I don't know why Opie's not in that category. Maybe because like when he is by himself, it's it's fine. It's nothing great. This is what I like. Is that you can tell Craig's actually just a fan of his and he's trying it's, to it's, it's, gingerly broach that. No, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's bad, but it's not like he's not. When he was at his best was with Cardiff Electric, our buddy. That was great. When he was, dan- I don't know why that stopped. I don't but. either. And he was dancing with the was he was called it dancing with the vegetables or whatever. Like those were fun. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he stopped that, but it was it was too good and working too well. All right, so let's hear the rest of Opie's response to this perfectly valid criticism. You, bye! 
Everyone else is enjoying the Tuesdays that get parts and it's growing. It's becoming something, Everyone. but there's always Every, just that. Dig I didn't out. realize I, I clutched my chest when he said that. Cause I was watching it and I looked at the view count and I said, an apocalypse has happened. I'm one of 85 people left on the planet. Yeah. My dad actually called me. I forgot to tell you this. He called me yesterday. He was like, Craig, Tuesdays at get birds. Really, really drawing we're, me in. We're all watching it, and the weather is bad. <laughs> it seems there's been bad weather, at least according to these fake weathermen. <laughs> Hope he doesn't. Yeah, so everyone's watching this. This is a spiel that Opie has portrayed for years is that the audience is always growing. And when he was on a successful radio show, you could believe that because even if he wasn't being entirely truthful, they did have an audience. But now it's at a point where like, Opie, we can look at the amount of people viewing this. You said he posts these on Twitter? Yeah, I think so. Can you find that? Yeah, let me see here. I don't know if he deletes them. too far back. I don't know if he's like one of those people that deletes them after they're live, but well, give it a check and let's well let's hear the rest of this clip while you do that. Up there, God, I wish trying so hard. I wish I was on painkillers because I would, I would, I would let these people have it. This is me. I just oh, strong. I I'd be profit. <laughs> just imagine if I was on the perks, I would give these people a beat out, a beating. Oh, no. Thank God Opie's not on drugs or he would really give it to us. <laughs> Thank God Opie's not slurring his words on OxyContin <laughs> or he would be a dangerous foe to match wits with. Opie, where's that been then? Like this dangerous guy, like you don't want to, don't even, don't go there. <laughs> um, leave it alone. They'll leave it alone, Opie. When are you finally going to, you know, not leave it alone. <laughs> when are you finally going to go? Stop teasing us with this bad boy that's going to slam everyone. Just fucking do it. When are you going to unload? So Tuesdays at Gepard's, this one that we're listening to on Twitter only had 1,500 views. Okay, but that's that's more at least. That's not nothing. Yeah, but I, Now I, on Twitter, that just means people have scrolled by it. Correct. Well, no, I but think it's, you, it's, it's more I, than more than eighty five. I think you have you must have to click on it because he has two hundred thousand followers. Like, how is that possible? I, I think I think it's people that scroll by it, right? I thought it, it might require a click because Maybe. actually, yeah, no, it does require a click because the post okay. the post itself has almost four thousand views. All right, then, hey, nice, nice. I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine the retention is very long, but, like, that's something. I'll, I'll, I'll give Opie that. I was wrong. Maybe he's just not a YouTube guy. Maybe he's an X guy because he's so dangerous. <laughs> he is dangerous. Imagine if he was on painkillers, how dangerous he would be. I don't know why that was his, uh, his go-to. I don't understand that. Imagine if I was drugged, then you'd really be shaking in your boots. I would be like, Hey, Ope, you know, uh, you know that thing in your glass right in front of you. That usually leads to people mouthing off <laughs> <laughs> or, or Opie, like you were a shock jock. Just give it to the, don't tease us with a good time. <laughs> Just give it to the guy. I'm looking forward to this one. Like this one's riffing. I like when the boys riff, yeah. you know, when we, when Mark gets more involved, <laughs> Oh, do we love that? Get Mark on the show. Hey, hack right. Get Mark on the show. <laughs> That's getting ready to go to, uh, you go to Thailand. I keep calling him Mark. Is it not Mark? I just said Matt, I think. Oh, some, yeah. some M guy. Close enough.
That's getting ready to go to, uh, you're going to Thailand, right? Yes, sir. Next week. Woo! We're going to do one what more thing before you leave. Yeah, we'll do one more next what? week. And then, uh, all right. I learned this from Opie and Anthony. If you're not a rubber nipple, nipple salesman, what are you going to Thailand for? Yeah, it's never. <laughs> that's not you good. You know? <laughs> that's not good. What do you think? Why is, why is Matt going to Thailand? What's, what's his angle? It's either like Lady Boys or Impending Doom. Those are like the two <laughs> things you can go there for. Opie doesn't think to ask that. No, I'm sure it's just a wholesome family vacation Matt's going See, on. See, that's why Anthony and, and, and Norton were great. Because they would have been like, let's pause this for one second. <laughs> oh, Opie said, hey, I'm sure he's bringing the kids to Thailand. <laughs> the fun. Maybe they'll hit an amusement park, you know? Yeah. Try some cuisine. <laughs> The, the fun, the family fun of Thailand. <laughs> That's getting ready to go to, uh, you're going to Thailand, right? Yes, sir. Next week. Woo! I got to be honest, too. If I recall right, this isn't his first time going. Like, he goes kind of often. Craig is a diehard fan of this show. How much do you know about Matt's life? Not much. That, and then the whole time Craig was gritting his teeth and wanted to correct me when I was saying his name wrong. No, I thought it was like, Mark. Math, God damn it. And he's a comedic genius. I thought it was Mark. But this is because he, when he started the beer show, I think, uh, I think they talked about him going to Thailand on that. On like the first episode. Oh boy. Yeah. And he drank like a beer out of a shoe or something. That's all I fucking remember. Uh, maybe, maybe it's a work thing. You know, who knows? Yeah. He's going to get good hops got, for his They've beers. got big accounts in Thailand. Yeah. That's getting ready to go to, uh, you're going to Thailand, right? Yes, sir. Next week. Woo! We're going to do one more of these before you leave? Yeah, we'll do one more next week. And then, oh, God, uh, I hope right. so. I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> Please, Ope. You can't do a show without, it's like people said to me, they're like, you're going to do a show without Craig? You believe You that? need Matt here. Why would you even bother, Ope? <laughs> I can't wait for the Nopey shows with just Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, could someone please edit those? <laughs> take take Opie out of his own show, and it's just Mark. That'd be so great. He's like, yeah, fisting, anal cavities. That's just <laughs> all you hear the whole episode. Fisting, anal cavities, <laughs> Thailand, one inch. <laughs> Maybe I'll report from location. Dude, if we could get you on this from Thailand, that somebody's going to have to tell us how to do that, but we'll try. Well, uh, you can I know a guy. I can make it, this. I can make it happen. Oh, Craig wants to go to Thailand. No, no, no. I'll do it right from here. <laughs> Not at all. They have phones in Thailand, right? Yeah, but like, what do you do? Who do you call? You can't call the Facebook people. Oh, you call uh, Ghostbusters. Oh. I knew it was coming this time, and it hurt me just as much. Oh, terrible. <laughs> that is Scorch. That's classic Scorch. You hear that? <laughs> Who do you call? Well, you call Ghostbusters. Thanks, 1985. You know who Opie should call? Bruce Mittman. That's Jesus Christ. I don't know why you think that would help him. I don't understand that. Yeah. Is it, it going to make him funnier? No, he doesn't have my number. He definitely has Bruce's number. I, what, is, what is the... like? So, okay, he calls Bruce Mittman. All of a sudden, Opie is funny. Like, I, What do you think this man's going to do? He's not God. I think you can't it, give him the gifts at, that Anthony and Jim had forever. At worst, it will improve this program. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. I think... Well, here's what I think Opie always banks on is like, the sound is bad. His co-host is bad. He's bad. It's all bad. But Opie would say... 
I'm not even trying. If I tried, Joe Rogan, look the fuck out. Oh, yeah. But I'm not trying yet. He hasn't gotten that angle in a while. He used to a lot. A lot. <laughs> that was, I remember like he had beef with Rogan for not having him on, and he would say things like, I, my podcast could be bigger than Rogan. If I tried, if I put effort in, I just don't want to. That's not my life anymore. If Opie reached out to Rogan, he would definitely have him on. Probably so, yeah, I would think. You just had oh. Norton on again. Yeah, it was it was good. I listened to it. Um, I haven't did, listened to it. Didn't Anthony go there, film a show? I haven't seen it come up. That's not good. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Hmm. Fosters Bangkok. Yeah, Ghostbusters Bangkok. So go they, the, do they have a tuk-tuk? So go to the, 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 the big Can I, I got to tip my cap, go back a little bit, because I want to hear that, that excellent uh, banter again. Credit to uh, Matt again. He got through Bangkok flawlessly. Didn't laugh. Yeah, and a boy, Matt. I'm sorry for. I, I thought you were going for low hanging fruit early in the show. Maybe there's a deeper level that I was missing. I hope he asks Opie what's the capital of Thailand and then punches him in the <laughs> dick. Ow, my rib hurts, remember? <laughs> uh, you got Ghostbusters Bangkok? Yeah, Ghostbusters Bangkok. So go to the, the, do they have a tuk tuk? So go to the, the, the big white tuk tuk yeah. and run around like, yeah. Shooting ghost. You gotta call Ghostbusters, and they'll tell you how to, how to get on the. I mean, right, is he purposely doing Chip? Opie or Mark? I think he, no, I think Matt just said, "What are you running around shooting ghosts or something?" <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong about that? Go back. That's rewind. <laughs> I think that's what he said. <laughs> if that's if that's clean, it's going in the outro. <laughs> Do they have a tuk-tuk? So go to the, the, the big white tuk-tuk and yeah. run around like, yeah, shooting ghosts. You got to call Ghostbusters, and they'll tell you how to. Is that what he says, shooting ghosts or something? Yep, it wasn't clean, but he said it's it. It's not clean, but I, what are you, running around shooting ghosts or something? <laughs> Cocksucker. <laughs> Opie, so Opie has a horrible bomb of who are you going to call? You call Ghostbusters. Very hip topical reference mm-hmm. but matt saves him that is a that's a good characteristic in a co-host where matt has even less <laughs> and says ghostbusters i here here's addition coming get ready for a tag what are you ra- running around shooting ghosts or something <laughs> it's too, this is chip v chip I, you didn't think people like chip actually existed until you heard this program <laughs> Get on the, the live right. stream next week. What, what, these, what do you mean? You don't have a phone? I don't know how to use it. Uh, Timmy, hope you're the man. Love you. Thank you. I know there's more of you than that idiot out there. So thank you very much. Idiot. Hope he's still calling the last guy. That's in reference to the last clip we played. Hope he's still, still calling that guy an idiot. <laughs> and as I would ask, like, stuttering John when he goes on rants like that, what did he say that would qualify him as an idiot? Like he said, hey, Ope, I love you. I would like you to start doing better content. Now, listening to this, personally, I'm not a bright man, so I certainly can't call that guy an idiot because I came to the same conclusion. But, but maybe like a, high, a, a, you know, a higher level of mind like Opie sees the brilliance. Maybe in like 40 years, people will look at these videos and be like, wow, this is really, Opie was onto something. <laughs> this is something. I mean, who would have thought at that time to bring back a Ghostbusters reference based on nothing other than Matt asking about calling someone. <laughs> this guy sucks. Uh, 
We're going to go on to Opie's Days. This is, you thought the weather stuff was bad? Mm-hmm. You know when you visit your grandparents mm-hmm. and you're like, How, how's it going, Grandpa? And they just list their illnesses and injuries. So I started taking my meds that was labeled M for Monday. and <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'm on this blood pressure medication and I'm on this to level out my blood pressure and... Uh, I I take this for my hip and uh, all this horse shit. Opie says, hey, I'm 60 now, baby. See the, Let's the, ease into that era. Them being that old is gross. I'll go get your light, lazy ass off the couch. I, I take the elevator down about 10, sometimes 15 stories. And then I... Um, and then I like I I jog back up. Some days I walk briskly up. Other days I I literally just walk. And then I get back to my floor and I go on my couch and I watch some more TV. And then another hour I watch fun. my stories. <laughs> That's his day. Is he takes the elevator down to just walk up the stairs? I watch my stories and then I call Madeline. We're on the phone for about an hour together. And she tells me about her day and that she actually, as a matter of fact, she also went for a walk. I mean, since the hip replacement, she can't walk as long as me, obviously. And she's not doing the stairs, but she walks around her neighborhood. And good news, her grandson is doing very well. He made JV for basketball this year. Nana Hughes has entered the building. Yeah, then the mailman comes by, and all he wants to do is get his day done. But I talk to him for 20 minutes. <laughs> I say, how are you, Timothy? And he rolls his eyes, which I assume means he's ready for conversation. <laughs> these are on those lazy days. And then I'm like, all right, do another Oh, these set. are just the, lady, the lazy days. I'm sorry. As, the, as opposed to when Opie is really busy. Which I assume is Tuesday when he gets to go down to Geppard's. He's like, then I just sit on the ocean and watch the waves come in. Yeah, yeah those job. are his busy day. Opie, what is it, what's it like? You don't have a job. What's it like when you're really busy? You don't do show prep. No. Nope. What's it like when you're busy? The elevator goes 10 stories down and, and come back up, walk the 10 stories. And some days on a really boring day, I can do 40, 50 flights. And that's a good workout. That's better than a stupid... No, 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 no. 50 flights of stairs he's walking up. He goes down 10, comes back up, pauses for a while, goes down 10 again, comes back up. There's, so he just does nothing all day. Yeah. He, he, it's not enough to get out of uh, like the North Tower, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, hey, good for Ope. But what I like is like, you see, he calls this like working out. Like, yeah, I get a few, I get a few reps of uh, <laughs> two flights of stairs in. If you did them like all back to back, that would be a pretty good workout. Sure, Craig, but it's not podcast fodder. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look at us. Now we're actually doing well, it. We got I, duped. Uh, I'll let you. Here's a little uh, inside baseball for you, gang. There's a walking pad right there, like a mini treadmill. Mm-hmm. You know why I've never mentioned it? Who would give a fuck? <laughs> hey, guys, sometimes I walk on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> why are you telling us this? Now, do you train with the cane on it? That could be interesting. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let me count my steps. (laughs) Oh, go back. Opie has a crusade against counting steps because I think, listen to him here. I think he believes counting steps means 
leaving your house and going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I don't think he's aware of the technology that exists. He isn't aware. He's not aware that the phone does it without him even knowing it. Uh, based on his anger, I don't think so. Jump in the elevator, go 10 stories down and, and come back up, walk the 10 stories. And some days on a really boring day, I can do 40, 50 flights. And that's a good workout. It's better than a stupid workout. Oh, let me count my steps. <laughs> so bitter. Do you count your steps? Not individually, but at the end of the day, I look at the counter. Wait, you got a step counter? Oh, on God. Phone. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> he definitely thought you actually count. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. You have a machine that counts your steps? He's like, wait, what? <laughs> Do you know how, like, people that say they do, like, 10, 15, 20,000 steps in a day, mm-hmm. Opie's like, you, how do you think of anything else? <laughs> Your mind must be exhausted. <laughs> do you remember do you to eat? Tra- do you have a notebook? What happens when you're at 12,406 and you lose count? Ah, fuck. My day is ruined. <laughs> I also like that he slipped in, like he's talking about walking up the steps and he's like, yeah, I get a nice workout in. And like, I'm in the gym right now because there's a treadmill there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pump some iron later. Step. No. Then look at it. I, no, I don't count steps. I just, I, in my head, I'm like, I think I did enough steps today. <laughs> in my head. <laughs> So that that's a thing that's a holdover from the ONA days where mm-hmm. I think Opie thought at one time like he would be the next Andy Rooney when he got older. Mm-hmm. Where like his just little little thoughts, like Larry King's old articles, his little thoughts would be interesting and thought provoking. Cause I remember he would present things like this. So he would say something on the air, like, I don't do step counters. I don't like step counters. <laughs> and the reaction in the room, like Opie, I mean, I'm sorry, like Anthony and Jim and Sam and Travis and those guys like would try to make a conversation. I like, Oh, really? I like him. It makes it easy. I don't have to count my steps one by one. <laughs> you ever counted like to 20? Like a fucking maniac. You ever counted to 20,000? Pretty hard. <laughs> like, like an insane, I mean, yeah, Mr. Beast is, might be the only person that's done that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're at uh, a good portion of this. Where this guy is Chip. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I was, I put it in the um, labels because I was worried we might not have noticed that by now. <laughs> so I'm in the stairwell doing my little exercising, and uh, stop, I Opie, stop calling it exercising. <laughs> I was working out. I was walking to my house. This is when my, my, when my grandfather would walk around the mall. <laughs> That's a thousand percent what he's doing. <laughs> he's a mall walker. He puts he's on acting like he's like, like he's going to wake up like Wahlberg and post it on Instagram. Yeah, he fucking he has like a, a, a track suit on with a zip down kind of just walks through his Opie, Opie's last Instagram post was just a hashtag rise and grind with a picture of the stairwell facing up. <laughs> I hope <laughs> if he does that, you know, he listened. He, Tags the U.S. Marine Corps. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm in the stairwell doing my little exercising, and uh, I got these slippers. These, uh, well, they're called the wrong thing in the first place. I was just going to say, if he's in slippers, this definitely doesn't count. (laughs) He's in his robe and he's got curlers in his hair. (laughs) 
<laughs> he's got like tinfoil in it because he's dying it. <laughs> now, what are they? Like I go out, to, I go downstairs to get the newspaper. Oh, that's exactly. What I say doing. hello to Gloria. Often we, <laughs> she invites me in for tea. We get wrapped up in conversation. I'd never be caught with that bitch. <laughs> These, uh, well, they're called the wrong thing in the first place. Now, what are they? Like booties? You, you hang, You hang it out near a fire, and you put on your stupid slippers slash booties. What are they? What are they? Booties. What are they called? I want to see your booties. You should bring your booties in for show and tell next week. He's I loving it. <laughs> you should bring your booties in or something. <laughs> that also means ass. Because <laughs> they're the reason why I got two broken ribs. The reason why I got all these followers. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, followers. What the booty? Yeah, but uh, Obi yes ands him again. What does that mean? He, he can't ruin a good thing. That's all this is. I swear to God, this has to be what it is. It's the reason he got all these followers. <laughs> and Obi goes, "Yes, Matt." I'll reward you with a pat on the head. You're correct. The reason I have these followers is because of booties none of them have ever seen. Yes, good addition to the program, <laughs> Matt. The reason why you got all these followers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he laughed hysterically at himself. Yes, and. Yes, and Hughes, they call him. <laughs> Thank you, followers. Thank you. Let's want to see your little booties. Let's, let's turn this thing around. Thank you. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, you would good. think I, I was on drugs or something. The weird part is I'm on drugs or something. No, I don't just fit it. This is imagine. all my sick, demented mind. <laughs> you gave this guy some Excedrin or something. <laughs> He's doing the or something. He's, I gotta play that last part again. Just imagine if you gave this guy some Excedrin or something. <laughs> Is is he a fan that's doing chip on purpose? Is this like an Anthony? Like, do you think he's a Norton fan? This has to be an Anthony plant. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be. He's literally doing the or somethings. If he calls him a sock cucker. <laughs> <laughs> if this guy ends the broadcast with Chippy Kaye. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Opie, yes, anding this guy and just adding nothing. But then he keeps saying, like, guys, and this is me clean and sober. Could imagine looking into this mind. You couldn't even handle it. It's like, Opie, you're talking about the weather and walking up and down the stairs. <laughs> this is not edgy content. Sure, it is. Um, you guys are on the fucking crazy train. <laughs> but, um, we're on the last video and uh, real, before that real quick. Did you notice the video you saw? That was video, right? Yes. It wasn't just this audio thing. Correct. Why does he do that? I wonder if he put, why doesn't he just upload the video to YouTube? I wonder if he, he, you know, what's weird is I think he went live. Let me check. I think he went live on. Uh... Looks like we are live. What's going on everybody. So this is on YouTube. What I just played and it's video. He loads them both. Yes. Why? Let's see how many uh, views this Does has. Does it have more views? Let's see. The most anticipated. <laughs> Mike, boy, does it. How many? 227. Whoa! Oh, I'm sorry. We looked at the wrong... I'm an idiot. <laughs> wow. We looked at the wrong video. I didn't realize. So, do you know how many subscribers Opie Radio has? 
Like 140,000 or something? 143,000. Yeah. <laughs> How is that possible? I don't know. It's just all people like he used to load O&A clips there and stuff like that. And I guess it's just all a lot of those people are probably dead. How does does it not accidentally get a couple thousand? I I think people just turn their notifications off at some point. Insane. they, They just realize they're not interested. But why? What? I'd love to know the benefit. Cause when, so when I grabbed these, the video wasn't there. It was this audio and like a portion, like a, a clip of the video, like a portion of the show. So I'm guessing you have to go to the live tab to see it. Oh, oh, he goes live on YouTube and then he uploads goes, just the audio. He goes live on YouTube, live on Twitter. Why does he do that? Uh, good question. What he, possible benefit? When I'm when I'm there, I'm other gonna, than to confuse me, I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this shit. It's yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig's still lobbying for a job. Craig, you're on a podcast that gets more views right now. <laughs> I just feel bad, dude. <laughs> Let me help you out. Um, this uh, is a, all right. What's this, the last one? He explains the injury again. Oh yeah, so we get we get to hear about the injury, which this has to be fake, right? Probably. No one hurts themselves like this. Long story short, my fist was up against my chest as I completely uh, slipped and my entire weight slammed into the uh, the railing. So there was no room between the railing and my fist. So my fist just fucking basically pushed all the way into my chest, uh, breaking one. A, a stair injury. So that would lead to a hand injury if I was a guessing man. He got injured on the stairs. <laughs> Nana. One of his intensive workouts. My Nana fell up the stairs. My grandmother has hurt herself countless times on the stairs. Yeah, God, I hope on the way home from Gepard's, Opie doesn't encounter any black ice. <laughs> that, those can be a real son of a gun. <laughs> I don't. I honestly, truly don't know what you said, but either way, yes. <laughs> you almost punched yourself to death. Yeah, I was close because you're you're not supposed to take a, a punch to the center of your chest. I was close. Sorry to the haters. I was close, though. Haters, I was close. Um, so then I, I officially uh, have a broken rib and one, what is it, a contusion where the guy goes, this one might as well be broken, too. I'm like, gee, thanks. You're watch out for Opie's left self. Oh, God. <laughs> and then and then Opie goes, oh, God. you No, you didn't. What the fuck does that mean? You didn't just go there, did you, Matt? His left self? Even Opie can't believe it. He's like, Matt, please. Enough with the edgy content. What is honestly what does that mean? I guess Matt's saying, like, look out for the entire left side of Opie's body. Is that what he means? Uh let's let's hear it again. Maybe there's maybe there's something we missed here. Then I I officially uh, have a broken rib and one, what is it, a contusion where the guy goes, this one might as well be broken too. I'm like, gee, thanks. You're watch out for Opie's left self. Oh, God. Ah. Even does. Ah. (laughs) All right, this is definitely an Anthony plant. Do you hear what I said? This is definitely an Anthony plant. (laughs) Or a Carl plant, maybe. But it's got to be someone that is fucking with Opie. His left self. Ah. <laughs> you hear what I said? You're gonna poke yourself in your third eye or something. 
<laughs> oh, Chippa. <laughs> but I don't, I don't understand Opie's injury. He punched himself in the chest and broke his own ribs. What it sounds like is he was doing, he had a fist against his rib and slipped and fell. Well, that's because he was holding his robe closed. Yeah, right, right. He was on the stairs. <laughs> he had the paper under his left arm and his right uh, hand was holding the robe closed. And he yeah. tripped on his booties. <laughs> what an image. He's got his fucking Ebenezer Scrooge cap on. Yeah. <laughs> He's watching It's a Wonderful Maybe Life. That's why, that's why his, hand, his hand was at his chest. He was holding a candle yeah. <laughs> to light the stairwell. <laughs> He's following the ghosts of co-host past. <laughs> it's Patrice. Remember when you were on a funny show? <laughs> Carl was just like, dying was the best thing for my career. <laughs> Sex for Sam. Ooh. <laughs> Poor Opie. He's stuck with this this anchor. Opie's already in a bind. He's up against it, uh, like you know, humor wise, and he's just <laughs> anchored himself to Matt. You could tell he knew as soon as the show started, it was not going to be good. Well, it's growing every day. That's the thing. That's true. Combined, it has and like he's not a YouTube guy. He's an X guy. He's, Elon Musk gets Opie. Yeah, he's got 430 uh, views total. Yeah. On YouTube. Well, hey, almost 2,000 if you combine it with Twitter. That's true. Yeah. Uh, he's probably, yeah. He probably is over 2,000. He posts it in like 17 different places. That's good. That's how you... Hey, that's good job, Opie. Make sure this gets out to as many people as possible, because this is what you want to advertise. Just everywhere he posts it is an empty room. Yes. <laughs> hey guys, if you if but if you watch this, become a YouTube member or uh, subscribe to Patreon. We appreciate that. Blindmike.net. That's right. All right. What um what should we do next? Do you think Bert or Alec Baldwin? I'll let you choose. Um I think I think we gotta go Bert. Okay. Let's get Bert out of the way because it's a quick one. Uh we talked about Bert last week where I went through his social media and realized he's like kind of becoming an influencer and smelling his own shit and taking himself a little too seriously lately. Boy, is he. Segura's doing some of that too. And then shame on me because this was a podcast. I think we used a clip from this podcast last week where he's listing all of his achievements. Um, but uh, I saw, I think podcast cringe is the YouTube channel mention. Uh, they called it like the worst Kreischer appearance of all time. I watched the whole thing. I didn't think it was like that bad. He's with a guy named Ed Milet, who seems pretty popular in like the self-help world. I'm not familiar with him, but he's like a toned down coach HP. The reason we're not focusing on Ed Milet is because he doesn't pour it on quite as thick. He's not like you, my friend, are the greatest man who has ever stepped on a stage. <laughs> but it is like kind of in that world where it's, you know, the power of positivity shit. Mm -hmm. But uh, he gets Bert to talk about himself. And this is something that I find. That's not hard. This is something that I find so douchey in people. Again, to keep referencing stuttering John, he does it a lot where like John would have these give these powerful speeches talking about his teaching days. And he would say, and I would call that kid's parents <laughs> and they would say, thank you, John for changing my child's life for the better. <laughs> and he'd start to tear up 
thinking about his accomplishments. <laughs> and listen, I've I've cried on a podcast before, but and and I should be mocked, but I also can empathize with the people that do it. Like it, you, in the moment, it feels very real to you, and then you can realize the douchiness of it after. But to cry about yourself. Like if you cry thinking about your relationship with a, a relative um, or maybe like opportunities you fucked up in the past, like if you overcame a drug addiction, maybe I could see that. But Bert is just thinking like about how great he is and welling up on this podcast. It's wild. Do you know what a blessing it is that you have what you have? I kind of do. That sounds really crazy, but I <laughs> kind <on>. of. <laughs> right out of the gate. Actually, I am pretty great. <laughs> I do appreciate him acknowledging that what he has isn't normal, I guess. Well, here's what I'll say. I actually heard, and this is why I like Bert more than what Segura has been doing. Oh, easily. And I, I, like, I like both. Those, like I, As comedians, I find them both funny, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people like hate him these days. Uh, I'm a fan of both guys. Bert is like literally like a top tier podcaster in my mind because he gets people on and gets them to say shit they normally won't. Well, so my thing with Bird is like on this podcast, one thing he does say, and it's why I only have one clip from this episode, because it is funny. And if Bert hasn't totally lost touch, he should know that this is mockable. Mm. He should know if you cry in a podcast, you're going to get your balls busted. Like it's a funny thing to happen. Right. Um, so one th like the reason I put Bert in a different category than Tom is like Bert said he talked about posting like, hey, I'm on a private jet and all that stuff. And he was like, to me, that's what a regular person would do. Like, go to Instagram and be like, holy shit, I'm flying private. Like, right. I can't believe this. Right. And his explanation of it to me was satisfactory where I was like, oh, I get that. Whereas Tom is like scolding the audience and like giving them a life lesson. Like, hey, you should, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and you could have what I have. It's a weird angle Tom has taken. Whereas Bert seems like a regular guy who is now rich. You well, know, it's like if you didn't. You know, meet Joe Rogan. I don't think you're flying fucking first class. But, I, mean, Tom, I, Tom, I found Segura before I knew any Rogan connection, and I found him funny. I think he's, he's very. Comic. I think he's very funny. I don't like uh, his preachy shit. No, it's weird. It's weird. But I don't think Bert has that as much. No. But what is strange is the clip you're about to hear, where he's just talking about himself and how much I guess he'll miss himself. <laughs> Do you know what a blessing it is that you have what you have? I kind of do. That sounds really crazy, but I yeah. kind of, I have in the moment on stage thought, this is really cool. Uh, you get to take people out of their memory, out of their, yeah. out of their thoughts for a second and you get That's to good. get them to be present and laugh. Mm -hmm. And if, and I, I've said this before, if, if I can leave anything, I would, my, my legacy, I would love for it. Uh, I'll get emotional. Mm. <sighs> this could go south real quick. I get emotional thinking about this. Maybe just a couple times if people, when I'm gone, people just go like, man, it would be so much cooler if Bert was here. <laughs> oh, God, so <laughs> I tear up thinking about how much people are going to miss me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll burst them in. I, I once in a while I'm just like oh dude Bert's so cool this is, this is Albert Brooks in Curb Your Enthusiasm sitting upstairs while his funeral is going on yeah. <laughs> wow this is powerful stuff uh, right go like 
Man, it would be so much cooler if Bert was here. Like, God, we'd have so much fun. Like, wouldn't it be great if Bert was here and he just walked in with a bottle this of champagne? This man is and, weeping, and a, thinking about just people oh, popping, a, popping a cold one and thinking, I wish Bert was drinking with us. I mean, and that's making him cry. And the, the weirdest thing is, like, he doesn't have to be dead for people to say that. He's like, I just feel bad for how much they're going to miss me. <laughs> like, if he said, man, I just, I want to hear another Bert Kreischer special, that would be more acceptable. Like this, this is a kind of a, and I don't think Bert is a complete narcissist, but this is a weird level of narcissism where, like, you should have this reaction if he was talking about like Leanne dying, right? If he's like, I just think about like my kids missing their mom or something. Like, this is he's like, boy, I hope the boys can get through their fucking drinking of beers without me. But the, it's like a thing that can happen right now. Like right, right now. Yeah, oh, I wish Bert was here. Right. But yeah, like this doesn't seem like a conversation that should invoke this level of emotion. Like if he Mm-mm. if he just said, like, yeah, you know, like it might be kind of a selfish thing, but I do there is a part of me that wishes like when I leave a room, people are like, ah oh, man, I wish Bert was here. Like he, he's a he's a fun guy. <laughs> this is him being like, oh my god, I I get emotional thinking about how great I am and how much <laughs> people are gonna miss me. <laughs> the the title of this episode is definitely gonna be like, I wish Bert was here. <laughs> I wish Bert was here. That's the thing. Like Bert seems like a fun guy, and I like him. I just hope, and he seems like the kind that would like. If Segura did this on a podcast, I don't think he'd have fun with it necessarily. No, I think he'd be like, "Whoa, you think it? What? What is? Oh, I'm gay because I get emotional about my like. No, you're talking about how great you are, right? I think Bert, if like Big J had him on the bonfire and busted his balls over this, Mm -hmm. I think Bert could have a good time with it. Oh, he would be doing like that high pitch laugh and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's I. That's where I do still like Bert and respect him and everything because I think he could um, bust his own balls over this. But it is, of course, ridiculous that he's saying he's getting emotional thinking about how much people are going to miss him one day. <laughs> Crazy story, or like I just like. I mean, I don't need to cure anything, but like right now he's just picturing fucking Tony Hinchcliffe being like, man, I never said it to him. But when that guy ripped his shirt off, here he goes, I don't need to cure anything. (laughs) He's imagining he's just imagining Andrew Santino being like the pop that he got when he would do a shot on stage. (laughs) Oh, when he popped his shirt off after he got in shape. (laughs) I don't need to cure anything. (laughs) Bert, I don't think that's going to be an issue for you. No one thought that. <laughs> Van Wilder was based on you. I don't think anyone was like, is this man finally going to cure ALS? I just think to myself, I'm like, Bert, I wonder what sick boy was really like. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to do fully low, fully loaded benefit without you? <laughs> Are they going to do a benefit like Patrice <laughs> for me? I, I just imagine people gathering around and thinking, you know, the critics were too tough on the machine movie. <laughs> it was it underrated. It's moments. It was underrated. <laughs> Luke Skywalker's my dad. I get, I if he was again, if he was talking about his wife, I don't think we'd be playing this clip. Not at all, because I would... it, like it's not just a man crying that's funny. It's a man crying about the heights of his greatness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't need to cure anything, but like, just for people to go like, 
God, man, I wish he was here. That was that would be so fun. Mm-hmm. Like just an hour. You're alive, world, Just <laughs> people can think you that you are here right now. You know when your friends call you and like, dude, what are you up to? That's them doing that. <laughs> His greatest wish is that when he dies, people are like, I wish he wasn't dead. <laughs> they will, Bert. Don't worry. After I'm dead, I hope I'm invited to every Christmas party that there ever was. <laughs> <laughs> we're, I mean, we're one step away from having a, an alive funeral. Oh yeah, pressure. He's he's <laughs> Just got. So we can see everyone's reaction. Yeah, it's like Ari Shafir being like, "I never should have drugged that guy. I went. <laughs> I stepped over the line. I should. I should have drugged him harder." <laughs> Like a solid hundred people <laughs> to just be like, man, can you imagine if Bert was here? Mm-hmm. Like that, that energy. I think it's what it, it that energy is what defines me. It's what I've always wanted. Bert, you saw such- baseball stadiums. No shit. Literally, people are buying tickets. I want. I imagine if Bert was there on the stage. <laughs> I just want after I'm gone, just, oh, the crowd in Toledo just be like, man, I wish Bert was here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, I, that's very weird to me as someone uh, that doesn't have a particular amount of confidence to get emotional thinking about yourself. You know what I mean? Like, that's the weird angle of this is like, God, I hope people realize all the great things I've done. <laughs> For as a kid is, is I, I wanted, I w- <laughs> I wanted people to like miss me. And like, I noticed it's like, like if Jim Valvano's speech was just don't forget me. That's like, not never give up. Never forget Jim Valvano. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a straight up narcissistic thought. It's weird. Now, again, I think Bert would admit that, but I hope he does because it is. <laughs> yes. At a certain point, like if I left the room, no one cared. And if I wasn't there, no one was like, where's Bert? I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just building to hopefully get it to the place where people go like, God, man, you're like, yeah, I, wouldn't it be cool if Bert was here? I, I know my daughters will say what, just all the time. Like, do like, do people have to think that always? Uh, apparently. <laughs> like, should Tom Segura be saying that every minute of his life? I wish Bert was here. I wish Bert was here. I wish Bert was here. I mean, to, you know, satisfy him. I think so. I guess. Like where's Bert? I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm just building to hopefully get it to the place where people go like, "God, man!" You're like, yeah, I, wouldn't it be cool if Bert was here? I, I know my daughters will say that, but oh. <laughs> it took him that long I to bring up. So <laughs> it took him that. Long. Yeah, his daughters are gonna be like, "Wouldn't it be sick if Bert was here?" <laughs> like, nah, I know my daughters are gonna say it, but it would really mean a lot to me if Stavros Helkius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was that bizarre. Was that? Yeah, that's bizarre. <laughs> it's it's very bizarre. Like I just hope, as a, as a fan of both of those guys, I hope we're not losing them. I think Tom, we probably lost, but I think Bert is more savable. He's a little more grounded. Like some some comedian will have him on their podcast, find that clip, and play that for him. I would think. Right. He he seems like he can still like Tom comes across as someone that just can't take a joke anymore. Cannot he can't have fun with it. Right. Like we played that clip on WATS a couple weeks ago now of Tom like mocking I don't know, doing like a day in the life of Tom Segura and just talking about how great the things were, but there were no jokes. Yeah. 
It was just like, here I am. Pretty great. Right, guys? He wanted to be on MTV Cribs so bad. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Tom. Sweet. (laughs) But that's the thing. He's like, I'm sure there are. I was going to say no one's jealous of you. Certainly there are people jealous. But like the detractors of Tom Segura are saying like, yeah, man, just make a joke. (laughs) His specials are still funny. Get get back to the funnies. Yeah, his special was fun. I was glad to not see a, a turn to like preaching in his special that was the one good thing i, I like liked in his special. he comes across with like kevin hart energy on his specials yeah don't need that no uh but yeah hopefully uh bert's able to joke about that a little he i think even later he laughs about it a little bit That's but he, and he's also in to be fair he's in this environment of like a self-help guy pumping your tires it's like we talked about with Shab and coach hp it's like if someone's being that positive i think eventually you just get swept up into it and like I guess I am pretty great now that you mention it. I <laughs> am the man. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> His <laughs> ego is just a critical mass. <laughs> yeah. He's just always being talked to by like us, like people with supportive mom energy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now a man that uh, I don't think has any emotion left in him. He's just a, a little, quite literally a cold blooded killer. And that would be the great Alec Baldwin. Oh my God. Yeah. He, uh, he's selling a house. <laughs> so could we, this is a, what a TMZ article or something? Yes. Um, they had kind of a scathing review of this video, which I was a little, I didn't realize that was still the tone of TMZ. I thought they were a little more, uh, not straight journalism, but I didn't know they put as much of their thoughts into it as they do. Where did I put the article? Yeah, it was, uh, I saw it on, um, actually, it might have been the New York Post. Hold on. Oh, they love Alec Boswell. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, it is, oh, no, it was TMZ. Okay, I thought so. Um, Alec Baldwin, I'm selling my home, my Hamptons home. Watch me pitch it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, like I've seen a lot of TMZ headlines that are kind of just straightforward. This was like, Hey guys, look at this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that guy that killed that lady? Uh, El- so I, I guess maybe Alex in financial trouble based on this article? Um, actually, judging by the first sentence, this isn't the first time he's tried. It says right. uh, Alec Baldwin is once again looking to unload his mansion in the Hamptons. And this time, he slashed the price over $10 million and made a video pitch for potential buyers. The actor just right, relisted his... down to crazy Alex real estate. Where I'm slashing prices worse than I've slayed my coworkers. So the the house is listed for eighteen million nine hundred ninety five thousand. Which oh, this was I remember like a couple years ago. I think we might have talked about this because he had it listed for almost thirty. Why can't he get rid of this fucking thing? <laughs> is like uh, is it like buying like John Wayne Gacy's house at this point? <laughs> All right, there's one issue, and that's the smoke detector. I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> it is constantly going off. That's something you're just going to have to deal with. And the, uh, the ghost of a cinematographer haunts the grounds. <laughs> <laughs> because I, you, I buried the murder weapon in the backyard. Uh, of course, you'll have to sign that you agree to keep up the Mexican tradition. That is long standing in this home. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Pitchman Alec Baldwin try and sell us this house. Nice. Hello, friends. It is a beautiful house. (laughs) I would hope so. He's a legendary actor. (laughs) And the amount of land in that area is crazy. 
he's going to tell us exactly uh, how he, how this all came to be. Yeah, he's, we're going to go through a life story here. Yeah. Hey, I'm Alec Baldwin. I've had a home out here on the east end of Long what? Island uh, since 1982. If you look and close I'd really enough, love to get rid of it. <laughs> if you look close enough, you can see Opie doing a live stream in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we do have a bit of a homeless problem as you see behind me. Uh, when I was younger, we'd come out here and we'd sleep all morning and lay on the beach all day. Uh, when you're young. What year did he say? 1982? I think so, yeah. Did he come for money? He wasn't famous in 82, was he? Sure. Well, he had to have been done doing some movies. What, was he, was he Hamptons rich in 1982? When did uh well the, this house was probably like two million over forty years ago <laughs> like two million dollars. Let me check out Baldwin's IMDb. Let's see what movies he's done before. Um, uh, yeah, let's IMDb. let's do that. Let's see here. This will only take forty minutes. Could it's probably it's probably a real long. Uh, Are you know. literally gonna scroll down to see what movies he did before 1982? Yeah, why not? It take forever. Could why not? There's a finite amount of time in our lives. <laughs> we'll die eventually. Um, let's see. No, eighty two was his first, his first thing, and it was a TV show appearance. Yeah. So how the fuck did he afford this place? He must have come from money. Hmm. Must well, good have. for Alec. Yeah. All right. He's gonna tell us. He's had this house for forty years, and uh, I sure would love you to take it from me, <laughs> please. This thing is a money pit. Since nineteen eighty two. Uh, when I was younger, we'd come out here and we'd sleep all morning and lay on the beach all day. Uh, when you're young, this place is the best. <laughs> My first house was... But I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> I can't go outside without people throwing tomatoes at me. That's just how charitable I am, is that uh, this place is the greatest place on earth. And I am slashing prices like crazy Eddie to get rid of it. This next part makes no sense with selling the house he's trying to sell, by the way. Okay. This is when he goes through his whole, like, his basically his IMDb of houses. Oh, good. <laughs> My first house was here on Bluff Road. Gives <laughs> a fuck. You know, I like people are like, hey, can you please not do this? You're devaluing my house. <laughs> <laughs> I like the real estate agent that's like, hey, I'm going to show you this uh, great house on Crestview Avenue. But first, we're going to swing by Green Lake and see a house there, because that's where I lived originally. <laughs> this is where I came from. My first house was here on Bluff Road in Amagansett, uh, a house I rented uh, for five years. And then after that, I decided to uh, buy my own place. I bought my first house here. On <laughs> he goes to another lo second location. Why are we seeing these? I don't know. I have A no idea. A documentary on Alec Baldwin's homes. Talk Highway, uh, around the corner from Atlantic Avenue Beach. I had this little cottage over here for about seven or eight years, and then I decided I wanted something bigger, so I bought my house over on Town Lane. I bought this house back in 1995. Uh, I put this in. Imagine you're standing outside with a real estate agent, and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna head upstairs in one minute." But first, I want to give you a slideshow of houses that aren't this. <laughs> Here's some houses that aren't on the market, and I just want to show you a few pictures. You know, people are probably like, "You know, what? I could. Uh, I want to live in the Hamptons. I can't quite afford this 18 million dollar mansion, but that cottage he used to live in that looks my range." Oh, 
Oh, well, it's not available, but it's re- isn't it interesting that I used to live there? But I just saw it. You're selling a house, and I saw the house in the video. I'm selling a house, not the houses I'm showing you. <laughs> not the cute. What, what don't you get about that? <laughs> not the cute little affordable ones. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a good point, Craig. Who's this video for? This would literally be like for Hollywood elites or athletes or something. This, so this is just for a guy. Who's got a spare $18 million. Yeah. And he's in the market for a home. Yeah. And luckily he's scrolling through YouTube and sees, oh, Alec Baldwin's selling his house. <laughs> Eastern side of the property in 1996. And my wife, Ilaria, and I built this addition on the western side of the property in 2014. We've got about 10,000 square feet here. Yes, I fell in love. Ilaria jumped the southern border of the home to get in here. Where's he going? Like, why is he getting rid of it? Yeah, good point. Where, where is he moving? Is he fleeing the country? He's got the he's got the, like a condo in New York City in this, I thought, right? I well, I was gonna say maybe he's downsizing, but he has seven kids. That's true. Uh like young children. I wonder what his net worth is. Oh my god. I would god. assume a lot, but he's probably spent a lot of money on legal fees in the last few years. Sixty five million dollars he's worth. Yeah, but I mean he's got a ton of kids and he was, you know. Charged with manslaughter. So, say, say, all right. So that, say that adds up. Say that sixty-five million got cut to twenty. He's still fine. I yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe he's made some bad investment deals. I haven't seen him in any Capital One commercials lately. I don't know. I don't think you're gonna either. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Although my favorite, uh, I, I saw H Foley do this joke at Skankfest. Mm-hmm. It's about having a Capital One credit card. And uh, he goes, I get emails from Capital One, like, every night asking me to refer a friend. He goes, you know, it's a shit credit card when they nudge you awake in the middle of the night and go, hey, you know anybody? This place, the moment I came here, because it's, uh, this is the main family home of the uh, former Potter Farm, the Potter family. You just can't get this. Who gives a fuck? A former, Who are they? A former what farmer? I think you just said the Potter family. Oh, I think Go you said a something farmer. That's even weirder if he's just doxing whoever lived there. These are the Potters and these are uh, the Johnsons. <laughs> yes, they're one door down, so if you're trying to figure out their address, quite easy. Oh, yes, and Mrs. Andrews, she makes a mean cherry pie. <laughs> well, now, now that I'm thinking about it, she's probably been dead for 40 years. But <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't lived there in ages. <laughs> Potter Farm, the Potter family. You just Potter Farm, Potter family. It was both, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he's just talking about people that live there. Weird. Can't get this out here now. Anymore. Hey, listen. Just because you saw this video, don't stop by and harass them. <laughs> that house I just showed you is not for sale. <laughs> While I am including them in this video, they have virtually no reason to be mentioned. So. Please keep that in mind, out of respect to the family, the great Potter family. Everyone keeps saying, please. Please don't associate with me anymore. Alec, please stop mentioning me in your real estate videos. You're not even selling this house. <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying to be like, he's, he's doing everything. The neighbors are great. It'd be great if he came out in like a gold jacket. Oh, Hi. yeah. Hi, I'm Alec Baldwin from Alec Baldwin Realty. <laughs> 
is the main family home of the uh, former Potter Farm, the Potter family. You just can't get this out here anymore. You can't buy uh, big pieces of land. Uh, Why are you telling us about it then? <laughs> I thought we could buy it. Uh, if it was that easy, how come you have to make this video? <laughs> you can't. So you can't buy it, even though it seems no one wants to, and it's very much available. And I can't imagine it needs any work. It is Alec Baldwin's house, after all. It's a real fixer-upper. Yeah. Um, Although, I will say, I don't know if he, what the upkeep is. That fucking smoke detector who was still beeping the last we heard. He's got, like, 14-foot vault ceiling, so he's probably, like, <laughs> someone else has to get to that. I just wish I could get up there. <laughs> no one wants to do work on my house or anywhere near me anymore. That I know of. <laughs> I need to look for help. <laughs> I'm going to look on iPad. <laughs> and, uh... I've always loved it. Uh, Dickens is available. <laughs> here, uh, we've got all this open land here in reserve. The meadow in the front of my property is in reserve. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you see this land, but it, it definitely generates a ton of mosquitoes. Oh. Like, I've, I don't understand the comments we get that they're like, hey, play the fucking video for more than a second before you pause it. Mm -hmm. But this time I get it, guys. Craig is stopping this video every half a second. Alec hasn't gotten a word out. He keeps Go showing back. He keeps showing something else. <laughs> that's just not appealing like he's showing like well that's why we're here we're commenting on it that's what i was saying i was making a comment he's just like look this is where a shit ton of mosquitoes are going to pop up in the middle of summer do you want to buy this go back a little bit i've always loved it here uh, we've got all this open land here in reserve the meadow in the front of my property is in reserve it's a I've very very Right now, when I'm trying to get rid of it, <laughs> you may notice, I guess I no longer love it, but you will for the next 40 years. This is my favorite place on earth. I need it off my hands. <laughs> Please, someone take it from me. What if, I, let's, what if I said 8 million? Would you take it then? That'd be so funny if he points a gun at the camera for the commercial. <laughs> Don't make me find you. Our deals will blow your mind. <laughs> density area and I love coming here. I'm always happiest uh, when I come here, uh, especially this time of year. I love it in the wintertime because it's so peaceful and it's so where I flee after I've committed not one but two gunshot <laughs> assaults. This is where I go when I'm on the lam. <laughs> uh, especially this time of year. I love it in the wintertime because it's so peaceful and it's so beautiful. It's really when the Hamptons is at its best is January. You know that oceanfront property you guys been looking for? Winter. Oh, do I love a nice beach in New York in the winter? <laughs> <laughs> Was that the end of that? Yeah. I, what is he doing? Why is he making that video? I think it's because it's not selling and he's like, I'm Alec Baldwin. People will be like, I need to own his house. The people that would say I need to own his house don't have $18 million. I'm sure someone might. That Martin Shkreli guy bought a Wu-Tang album for like, I don't even remember how much. I think one a one-of-one Wu-Tang album is different than like the seventh lead in The Departed's house. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like Alec Baldwin's a big actor, but he's not. it's not like going in fucking Brando's house. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what his angle is, but unfortunately, Alec hasn't posted on Instagram. I mean, well, I take that back. He's posted a ton on Instagram, but he hasn't done his just face the camera monologue reels that we like so much. Yeah, he'll, he'll come back. He, he's stressed out about the house. That's all. Well, guys, if you um, make sure you become a member on YouTube, 
I'll buy Alec Baldwin's house and just make it like a party house for the gearheads. Yeah, we got just, yeah, just uh, more super chats, donate, all that stuff. More subscriptions. Yeah, yeah. If we get if we get Patreon to eighteen million dollars a month, <laughs> I will buy Alec Baldwin's home. That is worth uh, a month of of uh, free or no money. Yeah, that's next Patreon level for us. Like, uh, are you garbage? We'll go to Disney or something. Yeah. We're like, hey, we'll buy Alec Baldwin's house. <laughs> 50,000 subscribers. What's more, what's more realistic is if we got like Klugman's house or something. Uh, all right. Um, oh, now we've got to talk about a guy that we haven't talked about in a while. Just stuttering John. <laughs> stuttering John. That's ridiculous. Why would I talk about stuttering John? We don't talk about him anymore. That's right. That's right. I want to talk about a gentleman named Richard Ojeda. <laughs> And he was on some guys. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, if you guys comment and say that I made this big proclamation that I wasn't going <laughs> to talk about Stuttering John, and I've done it twice since then, and now I'm kind of cramming him into an episode by pretending I'm not really talking about him, that's absurd. Because we're here to talk about Richard Ojeda. That's I right. can't help if he's on someone else's podcast. Mike never said he wasn't going to talk about Stuttering John. Prove the receipts. Bring up the receipts. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. Find an episode that's titled something like that. Yeah, we need the receipts here. I don't buy it. So make sure you comment and let me know about it. But uh, <laughs> Richard Ojeda was on uh, something called the Stuttering John podcast that I don't know much about. Uh, and they had an interesting back and forth that I felt I had to highlight. Because I guess John's been doing this a lot to people. I guess to Joey C, he said he wanted to like, he was referring to his wife, he goes, oh, I would hit that. Mm-hmm. And Joey was like, it's my fucking wife. What are you talking about? Why yeah, would you say that to me? Can you please not talk about that? So this has been on John's mind lately. And now we know from uh, our correspondence with Richard Ojeda, this is, a, this is a Southern gentleman. Yes. This is not a man that plays games like that. Correct. But, uh, you know, when John gets something stuck in his mind, he has to ask everyone hoping that they will reinforce um, the, the the opinion that he already has. So let's hear what uh, Ojeda responds to that. By the way, we need to get, uh, like, on election night, do a live stream and have Ojeda on. You think that'd be good, though? I don't know dick about politics. Like, I don't it doesn't have to be an episode. I just want to watch him watch results. <laughs> that'd be great if we just talked about just fucking, like, what we brought up uh, clips of Opie or something. Yeah. Made him watch them on election night. <laughs> you see him looking away from the camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be that different from his appearance on John's show because John had him on and is like, Omni Major, we're going to get to the politics in a second. But this guy is telling you, like, you agree that Shuli buys views, right? <laughs> and Ojeda's like, I don't, I don't know what that even means, John. <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> But yeah, this is okay. Uh, so let's let's hear John talking about uh, Richard Ojeda's wife. Uh, John, when you hit Major's wife, it's coming. I don't know. I've never seen her. They're asking me if I would. What a fucking dumb response right off. He's that stupid. I don't know. I've never seen her. Maybe she's a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Army Major, is your wife a pig? <laughs> <laughs> Does she roll around in slop? <laughs> uh, Army Major. If so, is she a slam pig? Like, would I give it to her, even though she's a little gross? 
like if let's say you were single and I saw your wife, would I have sex with her? But I don't I don't know what your wife that yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever seen a picture of your wife. And my wife, my wife stays, you know, in the shadows. She yeah, takes care none of, of your the, fucking the fitness. <laughs> Richard is so nice. He's literally you haven't the, seen my wife for a reason because you talk like this, you animal. He is literally the nicest guy. <laughs> he, well, unless you're on the receiving end of a curb stomping, then yeah. I mean, <laughs> it would just also be funny if uh, uh, we were, we, you know, watching that, and I'll, I'll just be telling him how much I like Trump. And then, and then someone could. Uh, well, that's your opinion, I suppose. And then just have him play clips about how him calling like Trump voters are like retarded. Like have Hackride <laughs> drop them in, and then I'll be like Richard. <laughs> I thought we were friends. You can't sue him for slander, right? That, you know. Right. Okay, but like, yeah. So John is here's the argument John's presenting for anyone that's a little confused. Hey, your wife, your dearly beloved. Would she fuck me? <laughs> Let's let's pretend there's a world where I guess you don't know her. Could I slip my rotten pecker into her? Would you mind that? <laughs> you know, in the shadows, she takes care of the the family, and it's just how it is. Yeah, no, but I mean, but do, uh, let me ask you. I mean, yeah, no, but I mean, like, could I fuck her? <laughs> could I make her squeal or something? Oh, clearly, Richard doesn't want to answer this. You know how I could tell? It's very. I don't see much, but I'm observant in some ways. Mm -hmm. It's very subtle. John said, is your wife fuckable? And Richard's answer was, she takes care of the kids. She takes care of the home. I love her very much. It's a very subtle way of saying, Move on. I don't want to fucking talk about this, John. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? You invited me on a political show. I don't remember. Say what you want about Larry King. <laughs> I don't remember having a guest on CNN saying, uh, would you mind if I fucked your wife? <laughs> <laughs> and just to, you know, give an idea how much of a piece of shit John is, this is 26 seconds in. He's made it clear he doesn't want to talk about it. He's not being rude about it. There's still two minutes left in this clip. We've got Vice President Al Gore on. What would you think if I banged Tipper? <laughs> <laughs> kind of a political show is this? <laughs> that as an insult of like like, like, like with me and all my friends, like if you said, man, your wife's hot, I'd hit that. That just means that you find well, the beautiful. Well, I would never okay, say so it. John's friends are scumbags. <laughs> yeah. And listen to Richard's response to this, too, because he's like, John, I'm giving you an out. Please take it. When you when you hear guys at a bar where you're like human beings talk like that. Mm -hmm. That's John and the guys at the pub being like, "Oh, I would, f I would suck your wife's tits." <laughs> <laughs> like, but also, I would, I would argue, like, do the guys think at, at the pub think that's cool when John's like, "I'd give your wife anal." Like, are are there guys out there that are like, "Oh, good, what a compliment that was." I think the normal response would be like, "I will shoot you in the head." So, so John's trying to convince Richard that it's a compliment um, that he wants to uh, slip his wife the formidable sausage. I want Richard to be like, no, 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 John, I got what you were saying. It's just fucking rude. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, John. I completely understood. And I'd like to move on, please. I find it very inappropriate. I happen to love my wife and I don't want to speak of her that way. <laughs> That just means that you find well, the beautiful. Well, I, I would never say it like that. I would say that you have a very beautiful <laughs> wife. Uh, you know, I, I, if somebody, you know, was 
walked up to me with their friend and they said, Hey man, check out his wife. Would you hit that? I'd punch them right in their goddamn throat. Oh really? So you're like, <laughs> I like even Richard. That's as polite as he can be. And listen, there's a nicer way to say it. But if I was in a room with you right now, I would knock your fucking lights out, John. <laughs> John, you twerp. John, you keep going. I'm going to drive to you and beat the shit out of you. Listen, John, we're friends, but I will shatter your world if you insult my beloved wife. I'm trying to get that through to you. Mike, would you hit that? I'd punch them right in their goddamn throat. Oh, really? So you're like... See, to me, it's... it's oh, you're one of those guys. <laughs> you're, you're pretty gay there, Army Major. <laughs> you're one of those guys that if I started groping your wife, you'd have a big issue with it. <laughs> All right, I, you know, you think you know a guy. <laughs> I grab their ass because it's a compliment. <laughs> Say in New York. Just, by the way, I like, I like that turn of phrase. Like, that's what guys on construction sites are saying when they whistle at women. <laughs> like, you know, when I say nice tits, that just means you're beautiful. <laughs> you're one of God's great creations. When I say, I want to get up in that ass. <laughs> I want to tear that ass up. That's saying, oh, what a lovely woman you are. May I hold this door for you? May I lay my coat over a puddle? <laughs> It's, it's what we say in New York. It's like, uh, yeah, you wife's hot. I'd hit that. Like, it's just that's, like, that's what he does a lot. It's like, this is what we say in New York. Like, John is the, the you know, the governor. Yeah. <laughs> this is what all of us New Yorkers do. He hasn't lived in New York in 20 years. <laughs> he might be. Who knows? Who knows where he is? Uh, I believe he's in uh, Canoga Park, California, if I'm not mistaken. Or, but, or Florida, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. He does move around. <laughs> no, look, but, I mean... But that itch, oh, hold on one second. I just want to say, like... So Richard made it very clear, right? You would say that's a pretty clear message, like... Two, maybe he, three times to stop. But also, like, threatening violence. Yes. <laughs> like, I would punch you in the throat if you said that to me. And John's like... Uh, I'm going to get you off this fence you seem to be on, Richard. <laughs> yeah, not only not only am I politely telling you to stop, I'm also telling you I'm getting so mad I'm going to beat the shit uh, out of you. I don't know why you're so wishy-washy on this, Richard. <laughs> Give me a straight answer. <laughs> can I or can I not fuck your wife? You know, look, I mean, at the end of the day, I know what my wife, what she does for me. I, I, I could never. It'd be great if Richard just gave up and was like, at the end of the day, John, you're fine. Just fuck her. What, like, yeah, whatever man. gets me out of this conversation. Yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fuck her if you want. I don't at care. the end of the day, yeah, fine. Say she's got a great ass. Right, whatever, whatever, man. <laughs> Let's get through this show. <laughs> Repay her. Uh, she allowed me to, you know, focus my entire career you know, in the military while I never had to worry about ever worrying about the home. Be Richard got vulgar in that moment. I mean, she allowed me to come inside her and uh, <laughs> I owe her a debt of gratitude for that. <laughs> they were always burning. My kids were always taking care of my wife. Never let them watch the news because, you know, every night was about Iraq and Afghanistan and she kept them in sports and, and they were just, you know, my kids are very well-rounded, and I really can't take credit for it. I give all credit to my but wife. But it's weird. So, you know, Army Major, just to, like, it, let's say I... <laughs> but, but can I fuck her? Oh, hold on. Listen to this idiot. Go back to the start of that. Because Richard has answered this question twice now. And that was such a beautiful answer. 
But it was it was not only a beautiful answer, but he went out of his way to let John know, I'm talking about the way she raises my children. I'm not even going to answer your question with something remotely sexual. <laughs> I'm not going to say that we have a great sex life. I'm not going to say that I find her beautiful. What I'm going to say is she's a tremendous mother and I owe her the world. Like she's the love of my life. <laughs> I'm being so clear with you that I don't want to get graphic about my wife that I don't know how you're missing it. And John's like, uh, but there seems to be a little room for me to slip in here. Like I was like, she's a great mom. She protected my kids, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, so you say she's a dog. Uh, is that your way of saying she's ugly, Richard? I don't understand. Or are you saying like she's down to fuck? <laughs> In Afghanistan, and she kept them in sports, and and they were just you know my kids are very well rounded, and I really can't take credit for it. I give all credit to my. But wife. it's weird, so you know, army major just to like, it, let's say I was with my ex wife, right? Oh my god, mm -hmm. you can you know, I'd let you fuck her. <laughs> you can raw dog her in front of me. I don't even care. John's John's about to talk about his ex wife. Yeah, I'd let you say whatever you want about that pig. Meanwhile. Richard is talking about a woman who's probably in the next room as he's doing this show. <laughs> Could be working the camera. <laughs> it's me, you, and Brian Karam hanging out at the pub. And, and you uh, said, man, the, the pussy posse. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, I'd hit that. John, John, Richard, and Brian Karam are at a bar. So obviously they're getting swarmed with hot tail. He, he's like, you could be like, yeah, I'd hit that. I'd be like, yes, John, I still comprehend your question. Well, all right, let's hear this analogy. Finally, I, you know what? I think this time he's going to get through to Richard. And Richard's going to be like, oh, that's what you meant. Yeah, no, go to town on her. Come <laughs> on her tits and her ass, wherever you want, buddy. Hanging out at the pub. And, and you say, man, your wife's hot. I'd hit that. I would be like, thanks. I don't I know. Would, it's just, I, would, I would never say that. I would never say that. I know uh, you would. You're a southerner, no, bud. <laughs> Because yeah, I know I'm not a southerner, I'm a human being. <laughs> I know I know where there's a line and where not to cross one. Yeah, no, it's not so much that I'm a southerner, it's just that I'm an adult that has spoken to people in their lives. I'm not just this fucking oafish bull in a china shop when it comes to conversation. Oh, you can see he does not want to be there right now. <laughs> I mean, I mean... I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, I mean, you know, uh, you you have an attractive wife. Uh, I mean, that's. No, that's, I know it's not. It's I know not that. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an attractive wife. But do you want to fuck her, Richard? <laughs> Answer the question. Do you want to bust inside her mouth? <laughs> yeah, fine, John. You can you can fuck my wife. Skull. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't hang out with Barack Obama and say that. Yeah. But we're about wait, wait, what? <laughs> what is he saying? He's saying Michelle Obama's ugly as hell. Is he? It seems like that's what he's saying. Or is he saying like, I wouldn't hang out with someone like I respect and talk like that. No, I think he's calling. Uh, I think he's making fun of his kid in a roundabout way here. I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think. I think. What he's saying is like, hey, Richard, I would like a guy who's respectable, like a guy who's famous. <laughs> so I value what they think of me. I wouldn't say it to someone like that, but I'm asking about your whore slut wife. Can I fuck her? I've, I wouldn't I, talk about the first lady in that manner. Richard, we don't agree politically, but I am so on your side, sir. <laughs> This guy yeah, sucks. Yeah, by the way, again, that's, that's John saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that is not us. We respect... That's a character that I play. <laughs> Mrs. Ojeda is a queen. Yes, absolutely. 
hang out with Barack Obama and say that. Go back yeah. a little further because I want to see how he presents that to Richard. Like, what what is Richard supposed to take from this? Is that a compliment? <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't think of you and Barack Obama the same way because no. these are two liberal guys. No. Remember, Craig assumes he's calling her uh, Big Mike or something. Yep. I don't think that's the case. I think so. I highly doubt it. I think so. But this is like the rudest shit in the world. How does he get in? How, is, how does this big fat oaf <laughs> describe this to poor Richard? I mean, I mean, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, I mean, you know, uh, you you have an attractive wife. Uh, I mean, that's. No, that's, I know it's not. It's I know not that. I, know. I wouldn't hang out with Barack Obama and say that. Yeah. But we're talking about. People in the Dabbleverse. Yeah, if you and no, me... We were talking, no, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, I take back what I said. He was clearly being like, you are not as respectable as Barack yeah. Obama. We're, no, we're talking about Richard's wife, remember? <laughs> there what do you mean people in the Dabbleverse? There are so many reasons I wouldn't say that to Barack Obama. One being well, it's rude. But also, like, I wouldn't say it to Carl. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck your wife. <laughs> what a fucking cream this guy is. <laughs> Lady K, I'd fuck your wife. <laughs> and Brian Kareem were together. It, it don't matter what you say. It's just gonna be hilarious. We're yes. gonna laugh about it. We're gonna drink a few beers and we're gonna exactly. have a good time. Okay. Richard it, yeah. found this is years of military service, I yep. think. I know exactly what Richard you're going to say. Richard found an escape hatch. Yep. Compliment, John. <laughs> if, I, if I fucking pump this idiot's ego, I'm home free. <laughs> <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to wipe his hard drive and he's going to forget everything that just happened. Hey, hey, John, who cares whether or not my wife is fuckable? You are really funny. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, gonna... My erection has gone away, but I'm I, I seem to be happy still. <laughs> You're making me blush, Army Major. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, my my, Richard. <laughs> what were we talking about again? <laughs> uh, next, we have a uh, standalone major. Oh, this is uh, rich. I keep saying poor Richard. I know, but you can't help but feel for the guy. Like we get comments saying like, fuck Richard, T set politics aside while we want. Forget that he's a liberal. If you're a conservative or whatever you believe that it doesn't line up with Richard, forget that. And just try and see a human being here who is doing John a favor by doing his show. Yeah. Like Richard legitimately is doing John a favor, whether or not, you know, John gets more views or Richard gets nothing out of this. No one that watches John's show is going over to watch Richard because of what he's doing here. You know? Mm -hmm. So this is Richard doing a favor for a friend. And this is how John pays back that favor. I, you know, I, I love the fact that my wife is a very well-read person. She's a very competent He's still got to defend himself. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Yeah. Where he circles back and he's like, but your wife, well, could, I, could I give it to her? <laughs> I'd really like to read her body, Richard, if you know what I'm saying. I you're, you're telling me if I saw, if I like was looking through your windows and saw your wife naked <laughs> and she gave me kind of a come hither vibe, if, you're telling me I couldn't come in and fuck. If I put a milk crate, let's say, under the first floor window and I take a peek. <laughs> I've got my binoculars out. <laughs> uh, and she's a very caring person. And at the end of the day, I love her, and and I don't want to live without her. I mean, I'm. I, I like, he's like, John, 
I love this woman. Please, for the love of God, you're hilarious. Please stop. Stop, stop making me imagine you porking my wife. <laughs> That's just the way I feel. You know, I, I worry about, you know, my wife got COVID last month and I was so scared because all I can think of is. Major, be right back. All right. <laughs> <Try> remember. <laughs> Listen, again, pilot, put politics aside. Forget that COVID isn't real. Let's forget that for a minute. <laughs> Richard is saying, I was scared because I, I started, here's what Richard's about to say, if John let him. I was I start thinking, like, this is a woman that supported me, supported my kids for so many years. She gets sick. I'm thinking, what would life without her be like? That's true love. Richard is in love with his wife. Right. He's pouring his heart out to this man who has asked, could I slip it to her? <laughs> over and over again. We're just trying to like get him to sh- show what, what true love and human relationships are. And listen to the way John just is like, I'm done with you, not listening. Worry about, you know, my wife got COVID last month, and I was so scared because all I You're think right, is- Sorry, Major, be right back. Right. <laughs> Charlie remembers, we got, why are you trash me and Greg Lambert? And I don't know if there's any more, so just try it. If you can look. Yeah, yeah, Richard. I, I, I don't care that you thought your wife was going to die. Remember that someone was trashing me in the chat. <laughs> I mean, listen, we're on two sides of a different coin here. You want to talk about your wife's imminent demise and what that means for you in the future. But penis wrinkle has said something unkind about me. I was just going to say penis wrinkle. Penis wrinkles being a dickhead to me, but we're going to get back to name. (laughs) We're going to get back to fucking your wife in a second. (laughs) Let's get to the mean comments in the chat, which by the way, Richard, I know you have shown no interest in (laughs) time and time again. You hate the fact that I keep going to the chat. I don't care about you. You keep giving me <laughs> John is saying. You keep giving me fatherly advice of don't pay attention to these people. <laughs> but have you I've never seen that with anyone. Just the host go mid Richard is mid sentence. Mm-hmm. This is not like Richard made a point that John doesn't care about. Richard is halfway through a sentence and John goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, whatever army major. I gra- I got to grab a beer." <laughs> and I don't know if they take a big hemorrhoid oh, shit. Okay, wait. I'm going to defend John here briefly kind of. What? His screen's frozen, so he might have been leaving and coming back to fix it. Well, that's not a defense. It happens every day for John. Get a new fucking computer. Good point. Good point. All right, I tried. That, that, that's been happening, Craig, and m- months ago. Hey. M- in, in a different calendar year, I, I he, t- talked, he talked about his fucking computer freezing. John, just remember, I tried to defend you, and I wasn't allowed to. Just remember that. You're allowed to, but it's wrong. <laughs> Lambert. And I don't know if there's any more, so just try it. If you can look and scroll down the um, Super Chats and just let me know if you can remember any of them. So later, by the way, mm-hmm. someone goes, uh, someone in the chat goes, uh, hey, John, you didn't read my Super Chat. And he goes, I told Army Major to remember him, and he didn't. For <laughs> real? Was like, I swear to God. And Richard was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> this is not my job. <laughs> yeah. So listen to Richard, who is now tasked he now has duties. He's now John's chat moderator, I guess. Does John not know how to click the star tab where all the super chats are located? No, no, no. You got you have to memorize them. Oh, okay. I'll try that. Yeah. I'll try that next time. 
Yeah, ne- yeah, next time we go live, just memorize the chat. <laughs> and when I'm done talking, let's get to it. I don't know. I, I'm, uh, you want me to look at the Super Chats? I guess he'll be back on here. <laughs> I, I just don't understand. Uh, I like to why. think, you know, John comes from the Tonight Show. Yeah. I don't remember Jay Leno doing that to Hugh Grant. <laughs> In the middle yeah, of a yeah. Uh, yeah, you 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 got a prostitute reason. I'm gonna be right back. Yeah, be right back. <laughs> you host for me for a minute. And but uh can you please uh memorize all this fan mail I have here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you some letters, memorize them. <laughs> some of you people just do this. Where you just want to sit and throw stones at somebody. I will say what I love about Richard, because this is the second or third time that we've covered this happening to him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he just immediately is like, I'm going to tell you how how much I fucking hate all of you. <laughs> he hates the chat and he's a good friend to John. He's saying, hey, people, stop. I hate that you bully my buddy John. Mm-hmm. Sure. He asks me about penetrating my wife. <laughs> but I still don't like that you bully the guy. Yes. Where you just want to sit and throw stones at somebody. Don't understand it. What's up, Robert Maris? How you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about people. You can throw stones at me all you want. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I don't care. I've, I've been in politics. I was a senator in West Virginia. Believe me, if somebody wants to throw stones at me, I've, I, it, 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 it's it's yeah. Enough, enough of that. But let's talk about your your <laughs> wife's chili ring. <laughs> but Richard's like. Guys, look at what I just sat through. You think you're going to bother me with your comments? <laughs> They're like, your this poli- guy essentially talked about fisting my wife for 20 minutes. He wants to tongue my <laughs> wife's ass. You guys said my politics stink. So, I mean, what, did, did you ask? Did you answer this guy's question? Oh, no. I don't understand, Trump. If, if Trump says uh, you were funny and loved you on Stern and that Shuli is untalented hack who's not funny... Would you then support Trump for POTUS? No, 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 no. How would Richard answer that question, John? He just saw, would you support Trump and just said no, which is smart. John goes, Richard, answer this question. Hey, remember when you were on the Howard Stern show? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's something about Shuley. And John goes, all right, Richard, lobbying it to you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you came on here and I said, there's no way I'm going to pay you. Can you read all these paid comments, please? Hey, uh, Richard, here's one about asking Ringo Starr a question. Could you answer this for me? <laughs> Richard, we got a question about a lawsuit with Sharon Stone. <laughs> would you mind uh, taking this one? How the, fu- the question was directly at you, John. How would Richard answer that? <laughs> Shit. Uh, this next clip is uh, labeled four minutes later. It, it's like if we, we're not alive, obviously, but this is like if we got a chat like, Hey, do you do you think you or Mick won the fight the other day? And I was like, Craig, take it away. <laughs> you or Mick, who do you think? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna default to you because because Mick screwed us Wait, once. No. You're you're actually answering the question, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just I get triggered by Mick. All right. What's what's next? Damn uh, it! You made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> what's next, Coleman? Um, four minutes later. Okay, so yeah, we we've moved along. Clearly, listen. At the very least, Craig defended him and said John's computer froze. Mm -hmm. Certainly, in that amount of time, John got everything he needed to do done when he left Richard alone. Right? Yeah. At least for the next four minutes. 
We've always been like, you know, tankers. Tankers are the ones that little little round them because they're always in their vehicle. Uh, and paratroopers are always on their feet or in the air. Uh, I don't give a shit about this. Uh, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> I, uh... No, please. I need someone with eyes to tell me. Uh-huh. Is he talking to Richard there? Let me re- let's watch it again. I'll I'll pay attention to John. I can't tell. Surely reported you. Cuz there's sure a Sure shit sound, sounds like it. There is a super chat on the screen that says Surely reported you to cops for R-wording Kate Meany. Hmm. Okay, that's something you might not give a shit about. I you know, scrub that from the archives. Let's pretend that he's telling Richard now, I don't give a shit about what you say. But here's the thing. I'm Richard, by the way, that's how I'm taking it. Here's the thing, though. He voluntarily put that on the screen. <laughs> right. Oh, well, this is a big thing with John. He doesn't pre-read the super chats. Oh, dumbass. He just puts them up. And then like, when they have his address in them, he's like, oops. <laughs> We've always been like, you know, tankers. Tankers are the ones that little little rounder because they're always in their vehicle. Uh, and paratroopers are always on their feet or in the air. Uh, I don't give a shit about this. Uh, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, I just sent... Um... If you're Richard, do you have any choice but to take it that way? I can't tell if it is or isn't, to be honest. Cause Richard he... just made a point and John goes, yeah, I don't give a shit about this. Moving on. This... I I'm at, I'm leaning best, towards Ojeda, at, yeah. At best, he wasn't listening to Richard, who right. was just saying something. Right. Ah, I don't give a shit about this. Like, how fucking rude can you be? To you? Even if you do that, like, if you're focused on the super chat and you're like, I don't give a shit about this, um, my instinct would be like, oh shit, Richard, I don't mean you. Obviously, I'm not just blatantly insulting you, even though it sounded a lot like that. First, my wife, now this. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> Karim, even though I, I'm supposed to do a show, uh, but not yet. I'm going to uh, hold on because I like to hear Brian's thing, too, because uh, I, I, I do have more questions to ask you, Major. I'm sorry. This is. Sounds this good. Is a bit, uh, no issue. But I fuck your daughter. <laughs> Please give me uh, of legal age. Uh, <laughs> here, can, you, can you give me that much? Can I fuck your daughter? <laughs> <laughs> At least give me that, Richard. <laughs> yes, yes, you can fuck my daughter. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hold the show for a second. I'm just gonna grab a beer. All right. Uh, All right. Um, I'm I'm leaving him with the sticks again. <laughs> which honestly makes the show better because Richard reading the chat, which he doesn't do on his shows anymore, is what I've missed a lot. Yeah. Here's the problem: is John comes back like Richard, you kind of feel starting to get warmed up, mm-hmm. and then. Just the dark cloud rolls back in. All right, what we got? Okay, hold on. Hold on, just read one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bridget Sweeney, thank you very much. Uh, I was on Texas Paul this morning. I, I love being on Texas Paul show. Uh, great, great guy. Uh, always appreciate uh, being on there. All right, anybody got any other questions? Okay, hold on. Get him on. Who the fuck do you talk to when getting a beer? He's just talking. Okay, hold on. No, you're just talking. Oh, you talking? Oh, shut up, James Dean. Eat shit. <laughs> it's a day. Let me tell you something. We <laughs> there's that guy, Richie. Shut up, James Dean. <laughs> eat shit. <laughs> That's go back. We gotta hear that again because we haven't heard it in a while. That was a hilarious sentence. You never thought you'd ever hear. Shut up, James <laughs> Dean. Eat shit. <laughs> 
What are you talking? Oh, shut up, James Dean. Eat shit. It's a day. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We always have at it with tankers. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's oh, nice. and here comes yeah. the moron to interrupt. I showed Xavier yesterday. This is Wolvie. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, we always talk. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Here comes the big retard. Here's my cat. <laughs> Do you, does he not hear him flipping out like that and go, he just goes, you know what? This isn't worth it. John, because John has no instincts in fucking podcasting. <laughs> he hears a madman about the curb stomp a motherfucker, and he's like, here's my cat. Do you like him? <laughs> Is he cool or something? <laughs> now, would you fuck this, Richard? <laughs> we could do a trade. <laughs> um, next we have, it was a mislabeled clip, but should have said Ar Army Major PSA, I think, is what you meant. No. I don't think so. I you wrote message for Craig. I don't think that was accurate. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, that doesn't sound familiar. No, the, he told me this actually. <laughs> he messaged me and he, he gave me the timestamp and he was like, hey, I just have something I want to pass along to Craig. <laughs> I, 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 let me tell you something. There is no statute of limitations on rape. <laughs> well, play that again because I why why would he want to say that to you specifically? Let's see if we can read between the lines. I think he was. He might have been talking to John, actually. <laughs> I, 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 let me tell you something. There is no statute of limitations on rape. Interesting. Now, why, Craig, I don't know, but he wants you, he said, he said, he sent that timestamp and mm -hmm. just said message to Craig, let that sink in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he meant by that. Can we hear that one more time? I, 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 let me tell you something. There is no statute of limitations on rape. Okay. That's weird that he wanted you to know that so badly. Maybe he knows something I don't. I thought we were friends, Richard. <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> I just, I just like that one. <laughs> I don't know when it'll come up again if we need it on the soundboard, but <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's there. Uh, all right. So yeah, Richard was on with Stuttering John, and uh, that's that's what ensued there. But like, what a disrespectful piece of shit that guy is. The huh? worst. The worst human. Now. I'm not going to put Stuttering John's name in the title, but, you know, maybe spread the word that we talked about. Okay. <laughs> tell, tell everybody. <laughs> tell everyone about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. Uh, what else do we have left here? Craigers, as they're Tom, calling you. Tom Myers and Chris D'Elia. Oh, we should end with Tom Myers. But let's, Chris D'Elia is a quick one. Let's just play, because we watched a couple clips from Chris D'Elia. Maybe my prediction is wrong. I thought he would eventually put his special out on YouTube. Yeah. Because I don't. I don't love the idea of giving Chris D'Elia money. Right. Um, but his special might be worth watching because he talks a lot about cancel culture. And it's interesting, uh, in this clip that he posted to TikTok, Chris has now um, taken, taken it upon himself to find other people to cancel. Oh, I now understand it. Army Major what knew we were talking about this guy. And that's why he sent No, this. no, no. no I, 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 let me said, say something. There is no statute I'm of limitations on rape. <laughs> No, it's weird. He's specific. I, it, you're right. It applies here. Oh. But he specifically said, let Craig know. He goes, I, he goes I, this is what he said. I've heard what Craig's been up to. Just want him to hear something. Let that sink in. I'm doing, I'm doing a, uh, a documentary on Crystalia. He must have heard. I don't think that's what it was. Ah, damn. 
he kind of said, he said, uh, based on a lot of his behavior lately. That's what he said to me. <laughs> I, 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 let me tell you something. There is no statute of limitations on rape. <laughs> yeah, well, that is good, though. Keep that handy. <laughs> <laughs> because while it's a message for you, it is uh, evergreen, I think. <laughs> we cover a lot of things where you can just hammer that button. <laughs> yeah. So Chris D'Elia has taken it upon himself to find other people to cancel. And I guess he's going after Gordon Ramsay now. Yep. By the way, how the fuck has Gordon Ramsay not been canceled yet, for real? Like, he's a dick on 11 TV shows, and they've all been on a decade. Like, you have the footage, get him. He'll walk into someone's kitchen that is... Because he swears at people? So, Chris, I just want to be clear about this. You were canceled. And listen... Whether the the accusations are true or not, I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm not an investigator. But these ladies said that, you know, you forced them to suck your cock and things like that. Let me tell you something. There is no statute of limitations on rape. And you're now saying, you know, who they should have gone after is the guy who yells on TV. (laughs) Why are they so so focused on me and my sexual crimes? In his... And he'll just be like, all right, who the fuck is in charge here? And then the guy in charge will come out and he'll be like, hey, uh, it's me. And then Gordon Ramsay will like take two pieces of bread and like put it on the guy's ears. And, and he'll be like, you're a fucking bologna sandwich, mate. Is that how that show is? I don't watch Gordon Ramsay. He's talking about, I can tell you exactly what he's talking about. Gordon Ramsay went on one of the late night shows and did a, a, a sketch where he took two pieces of bread put it on someone's ears and called them an idiot sandwich. Oh, it was a joke of, it was Gordon Ramsay making fun of himself. Okay. So Chris D'Elia is as original as uh, Stephen Colbert now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Fucking bologna sandwich, mate. Dude. And the guy will be like, you're right. I have been a bologna sandwich. Like, how's that? Okay. That's assault. Well, I'll tell you what's not okay, uh, Chris. It's I, 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 let me say something. There is no statute of limitations on rape. Thank you, Richard. That's what I was getting at, actually. It seems, it seems like if you want to talk assault, there might be some more credible accusations that you've never addressed, weirdly. How does he not, like, uh, combust when saying that word? <laughs> Why would you bring up assault? Why would that be a word you would ever utter? And listen, like, if you want to say I'm a hypocrite because I think, like, Louis got unfairly treated and Chris didn't, that, that's a fine opinion to have. But Chris has literally never addressed anything that's happened, and the charges are much worse. And everyone that, you know, all said they said yes to Louis, which is basically where the argument ends. Well, I mean, and we get, com- like, I've seen, like, Reddit comments and stuff mm-hmm. of people saying, like, hey, like, this woman was discredited, whatever. Chris has literally never addressed any of the claims. Mm. He came out and apologized and said, you you guys, you know, you caught me. I cheated on my wife. And it's like, yeah, that's not what the big issue was. And then a documentary and a Rolling Stone article came out. And again, if he refutes those and says they're bullshit, he, he pretended they didn't exist, which is a weird thing for an innocent man to do. You know, credit for him to still you know, selling out arenas, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's doing big theater. Like, I always say when he was here in Boston, he did the Wang Theater, which is like a 3,000-seat venue, I think. Recently so, he did? Oh, did we talk yeah. about this? That's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's nuts. 
So good, good for him, I guess. But like, it's weird to accuse a guy of assault. <laughs> there are when there are stories, and the one that always sticks with me is that the girl uh, was forced on her knees, and Chris said, "If you do everything I say, it'll all be fine." And she cried into his penis. <laughs> That's a tough one to get over. I mean, sure, maybe Gordon Ramsay called someone a bologna sandwich once. But, you know, glass houses, Chris. Let me tell you something. There is no statute of limitations on rape. Damn straight, brother. (laughs) Fucking weirdo. All right. So, lastly here, uh, we haven't talked about our buddy Tom Myers in a while, have we? No, it's been a little. um, Well, David Collins did. David Collins did talk about Tom Myers. We haven't. Um... Does Tom just post his boring political show? And but here's a fun little game to play. Yep. If you go to Tom's either TikTok or YouTube shorts, I assume Instagram, but I'm blocked, so I don't know. <laughs> but if you go to his TikTok or YouTube shorts and scroll fast, you will hear the same setup in every clip. Every clip is, uh, what's up, social media land? 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 Hey, social media land. Sometimes <laughs> he mixes it up like that. <laughs> but it's all just him saying like, hey guys, guess what? Jeff Heisen is on my podcast this week. Ooh. Wow. Thank God you told us. Now, uh, if I did a, imagine if I did a video every week and was like, what's up, TikTok? Good news. Craig's on the show this week. Well, TikTok might be terrified of that. <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> um, do you want to start with uh, the tribute or behind the mask? Yeah, let's hear let's hear the tribute first. So I guess two of Tom Meyer's colleagues died. His uh, friends in comedy have passed away in the last couple months. And if you want, if you have the chance to choose who does your eulogy, mm-hmm. let it be Tom Myers. Let it be Tom Meyer. <laughs> The intro music in front of "Hey, my friends died." My favorite part. My my favorite part is the abruptness in which the music ends. I like to think, like at the funeral, Tom's walking up to the podium to this song. There comes hey, a time everybody. in one. <laughs> it just stops. <laughs> How do these people that have podcasts just not own a microphone that works? I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. It's um, I think it kind of adds the mystique of Tom Myers, you know. Yeah, I guess so. There comes a time in one's life when everyone has to do something like this, and it's very dreadful. It's also quite unfortunate that in my case, I have to do this to two of my entertainment colleagues at the beginning of December. <laughs> Tom, first of all, you're not fucking Walter Cronkite. <laughs> like how he he didn't have the the stomach to call them friends. I, I have to do this, guys. <laughs> He's talking like a broadcast, like, you know, fucking uh, Anderson Cooper's reporting that someone else at CNN died. <laughs> it, it pains me to do this, but every once in a while, we lose someone great here at CNN. <laughs> DC comedy community lost Ken Water, also known as DC's funniest tax accountant. I knew Ken is not only a great and funny comedian. In fact, I actually thought he was funnier than me, but he was also oh, my no way. <laughs> Why would you ever say that? Guaranteed Tom didn't give him that pat on the head while he was alive. Now, now this other guy, I'm way funnier than. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know what? You know what, Ken? I'm going to give you something. 
bong hit transplant. I think you're even a notch above that, buddy. <laughs> Jeremy Woodworth. Ken's, Ken's, Ken's family's crying. They're like, oh my God, Tom, thank you so much. <laughs> I like the idea, though, that the other guy's not as funny. Yeah, no, Jeremy Woodworth. Uh, well, Jeremy Woodworth had Tom on his podcast, so you know he's not as bright that's true. as Ken. That's, that's true. Who disassociated with this guy. <laughs> I actually thought he was funnier than me, but he was also my accountant. He handled a lot of my comedy expenses and, and comedy income. That's how you know he was really funny. That's how you know I'm killing it in the business. I have an accountant. Yeah. I, say, I say more than being a hilarious guy, Norm MacDonald was always fiscally, knew how to cook the books. <laughs> sure. I mean, that guy was in gambling debt up to his eyeballs, but you never heard him caught for tax evasion, you know? <laughs> what deductions I can take and all that hassle and all that bullshit that I really didn't want to do. So he was a very good friend in oh, many aspects. Oh, he, he was your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, you know what I loved most about this guy? When I think about Ken, I think he would do my grunt work. For me. <laughs> I mean, if I, if I asked this guy to clean my toilets, he'd do it. He would in a second. <laughs> I really didn't want to do. So he was a very good friend in many aspects. He was not only a fellow comedian, not only my accountant, was also a fellow sports fans. We went to a lot of Washington oh, Wizards wow. games all, down. Was he nine people? Apparently. There were a lot of layers to Ken, but they were all sports fans. Wasn't there like a guy when you guys went to Haver de Grace that was like, his whole thing was like, dude, I'm a Ravens fan. Oh, you're right. There was a Ravens fan there. I don't think it was Ken though, unfortunately. Uh, you almost got to see him. <laughs> in DC together. Jay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was part of the intro, guys. This next guy is a real big Ravens fan. Please give yes. it up for. Her. Yeah, yeah, guys, give it up. No, no, no. That you're you're misquoting. That would be silly if he said this guy's a big Ravens fan. Mm -hmm. He goes, "You may have seen this guy if you're a Ravens fan that goes to games. He's there a lot." Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that was like his credit that he has yeah. Ravens season tickets. Yeah, yeah. And we also attended quite a few games at Oriole Park at Camden Yards, where he would often rib me about how bad the Orioles would do. And rightfully so, because most of the times we went there, they would have very bad seasons. Very bad seasons? Yeah. Season tickets. Oh, boy. I went to, I went to Camden Yards. I was, there, I was there one night for a year. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up that saying, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I spent a season there one night. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> When you talk about Tom Myers, you you fuck up your delivery. Exactly, it's contagious. <laughs> but what a, I mean, you know the expression "rolling over in your grave." That guy's digging himself out. Like Tom, <laughs> to throw. Please Tom. stop talking about me. Digging himself out to throw Tom in it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And th but this is like um, Elaine's eulogy for Susie, the f person she made up in mm -hmm. Seinfeld. Yeah. Susie also liked to go to the market. <laughs> <laughs> like Tom's just listing things. Like he uh, he liked baseball. He uh, you know what I noticed about Ken? His shirts were always ironed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also the other thing it reminded me of is uh, like Hannibal Burris's joke when he's like, "Why is the man always a better man than he was at his profession?" Like he was. He was a better man than he was an accountant. And he was one of the best goddamn accountants I've ever seen. <laughs> Tom couldn't even give him that. No. He's like, he did the shit I didn't want to do. You know what he was as a comedian? A great accountant. <laughs> 
in a race. As far as comics go, this guy could crunch numbers better than any of them. <laughs> so was this guy like just a fan of whatever team was playing the Orioles and just always went? Or I, I assume he just lived in Baltimore and didn't give a fuck about baseball, but would just keep Tom company. The atmosphere is great. Baseball atmosphere is great. Camden Yards, very nice park. I have been there. I have too. It's awesome. Um, maybe, maybe this guy. Oh, you did say Camden Yards, right? I was gonna say maybe this guy goes to the games that Tom announces. The uh, Aberdeen Ironbirds. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next. But yeah, rest in peace, Ken. But we do have. Um, we talked a lot about Make America Great Again. Mm-hmm. I'm idiot. sorry, make, an what, what an idiot I am. <laughs> That's a ridiculous slogan. Yes. Make America innate again is what we've talked a lot about. Mm-hmm. And we always point out that it doesn't quite make sense. Correct. And I saw, I don't know what podcast this is from, but I saw Tom posted on his YouTube recently. Finally, the controversy is over, guys. If you thought make America innate again didn't make any sense, whew, you're about to be proven wrong. Let's get into it, Tom. What does what does make America innate again mean? So it, I like that this guy's like, so, let's cut the shit. <laughs> I like how it's the first question. Enough's enough. Let's just get this bullshit out of the way, Tom. Will you finally address your critics? <laughs> what does this sentence mean? What does it mean, Tom? In- innate to what? <laughs> This is this is one of those really long stories that could put people to sleep. So, uh, oh, the, we know we're used we to it. Feeling we're used to it. The uh, original one of the original titles I was going to make was "There's No Nice Way to Say This." But then uh, there was a, a local Baltimore comic named uh, Joe Recca who had uh, there was an album with a similar title, like "There's No Other Way to Say This," something like that. So, man, I I like the guy. And, <laughs> He went ahead and uh, I oh. decided to go ahead and change it. And well, how uh, big of Tom? Well, it's, I mean, it is big. How of big of Tom? Someone else, you know, I thought about uh, calling my album Me Doing Stand Up. <laughs> but then I, I said, you know what? Norm's a nice guy. <laughs> I'll give it to him. <laughs> the guy had it first. <laughs> <laughs> End of discussion. He t- Tom goes, yeah, no, he had the original idea, and I was kind of just copying that. So I, he's a nice enough guy. I let him have it. Basically, what that means was I tried doing the same thing, and he went, dude, what the fuck? I started doing the seven dirty words bit, and then I figured, you know, out of tr- respect to Carlin's family, you know, <laughs> I'm going to let him have that one. Hey, <laughs> it... <laughs> Uh, knocked some ideas around in my head for a couple of days. And this was during like the height Would of killing them the- softly have been a perfect title for this podcast. But you know what? There's a lot of argument. Is Chappelle the goat or am I? You know? <laughs> Trump. No, he's a nice enough guy. Yeah, a- I couldn't touch the uh, material he gets into though. When he was really up to all the the shit that he was up to. And I wanted to try and do something like similar to make America great again. And I, well, no shit. I couldn't tell from the name that that's what you were going for. (laughs) What? Wow. (laughs) I didn't see that. Whoa, 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 Tom. That's what you meant by that. (laughs) Like it was so subtle. (laughs) It really was bunch of words and I came up with innate because okay hold on uh, I like Tom going through a bunch of words make America fade again make them late mm-hmm. irate no that would make too much so that would actually be perfect why would I make it that good make America jate I don't think that's a word hate no again that would actually be right on the nose of what I was going for <laughs> 
<laughs> Why would I go with that one? How about something that doesn't make any sense? So he, he stumbles upon uh, innate. Uh, I had uh, wanted to say like, okay, well maybe one can make this country great by looking into one's own self as opposed to relying on external stimuli. Like if that, uh-huh. if that makes any sense, like instead of relying on other people, like say a, a political figurehead to try and uh, improve things for yourself, why not look within yourself to do it on your own? So that was the, what the, the fuck imp- does that have to do with you talking about GPS machines? It's so funny that everyone that's on the screen is like, why did I fucking ask this question? Well, here's the, here's the great thing though is Tom came up with this answer later. After every, what do you, I think he meant irate. Mm-hmm. It, like he must have. It doesn't make any sense otherwise. But so many people have like been like, hey, Tom, do you know what innate means? And I'll always post the definition, <laughs> like from Google or something. He should have went with irate. That would have been a much better name. Right. Or make America hate again, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's something like, or don't make it based off the Donald Trump slogan. Yeah. Cause now you're kind of stuck with him. <laughs> yeah. But, but hold on. I just want to say that like, Tom came up with his answer after the fact and is just squeezing it in to fit a narrative like he's smart mm-hmm. and it still doesn't make sense. No, it does not. Um, uh, Tom, can I tell you that something? Made me, that made me come up with that title. Oh. And I, I was on a deadline for... Everyone's like, please let me ask a question. I need a follow-up right now. Well, listen, I'm talking about a deadline. There was no studio backing this. Nope. No one was really saying it was, it was a self-published special by Tom that he just put on, I don't know, his website at the time or YouTube or sold CDs or whatever he did with it. There was no deadline. And Tom's like, boy, I'm really up against it here. <laughs> uh, a, a title for the show that the CD recording was taking place. So I figured, fuck it. I might as well just use this. I guess, I guess that checks out because I, I was going to say that Based on your description, it, it would be more apt to say, you know, like make America introspective again. But that doesn't. OK, fit well, the there other. are worse ideas, I guess. <laughs> it doesn't rhyme, so I can't. I guess I you know what, Tom, I'm sorry for having bullied you all these years. It's possible to come up with a, an even worse idea than you did. This idiot. <laughs> you know, I thought it might make more sense. Make America introspective again. <laughs> Wordplay of "Make America Great Again," which I, I assume does yeah, it doesn't fit the uh, the structure. But if, you know, I, I looked up the word "innate," and it, do, it does say philosophically it means originating in the mind. So every everything you said checks out, Tom. No, it doesn't. Uh, Make uh, America originating in the mind again. Why? Why? Uh, <laughs> why put everyone through this pretzel? It's a podcast. Make the name easy. Well, but also just say, like, eh, I kind of fucked up. I don't know. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I was wrong. Move on. You know? How many comics that, like, we like and respect if we hear, heard, say shit like that over the years where it's like, yeah, you know, looking back on that, it wasn't the great. Tom is so dug like, no, this was actually genius what I came up with. Yeah. I wanted to make America original again. If you hear a quote comic say use uh, stimuli in their description of doing something, like don't run. I decided to, to turn the microphone on the audience <laughs> and say, and say, what is it that you're thinking right now? Mm-hmm. And they were all like, oh man, checks out. 
Oh, that was the end. That was it. All right. Well, <laughs> there, you, there you have it, guys. Finally, the controversy has been put to rest. That's what make America and hate again means. Satisfied? <laughs> um, I guess you have a little time, right? Mm-hmm. Should we do, uh, should we finally do this Rodney Dangerfield I've been sending you th- the last three weeks? The, uh, the sitcom there, yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was funny. Um, also, I guess Hack Red has an intro for it. Does he now? Did I not see that? Oh, it's fine. It's fine if you don't have it. <laughs> Sorry, Hack Red. Don't yell at me, please. Hack Red, that was Craig's fault. That was. Hand up. Hand I up. Saw, I saw it in the drive. Craig chose not to use it. There was 5,000 um, things in the drive. I think you're exaggerating a bit. There was a lot. Was Are there 5,000? There was like four. Apologize to Hackbird. I did. I did already. We'll do it again. You've exaggerated since then. I'm oh. saying for that. Oh, sorry, Hackbird. That's better. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this just came across over uh, Christmas. Someone sent me this. I can't remember at this point who it was, but uh, someone was like, I thought you might enjoy this. And it was just a tweet. That's, uh, is this like the trailer or the intro to this Rodney Dangerfield show that existed, I guess? I believe it's the, tra- I don't recall. I think it's the trailer. All right, well, let's, uh, let's, let's give it a whirl. This existed at one time, apparently. Oh, no, it's the intro. It's the intro to the show. Okay, good. Where's Rodney? This is how funny Rodney Dangerfield was. Is that even like rapping Rodney and this sitcom intro could be saved with his brilliant lines. Like right. they would do this hokey horse shit. But if you just put Rodney's like hilarious lines into them, you're still like, well, hey, that one wasn't bad. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Thank you for returning me. Last week I looked up my family tree, two dogs were using it. That's the story of my life. No want is an elderly depressed drug addict that's right <laughs> when i'm feeling down i wish i had a man that was clinically depressed <laughs> to help me through <laughs> i wish i you know what i would like is a guy that if you look into it had one of the saddest lives in comedy <laughs> <laughs> he was a siding was he a siding salesman was that him uh yeah aluminum siding or yeah. something like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i try to find that's funny but the premise of the show i guess is that the inspiration for this kid who which as you hear there every joke he's ever written is what a fucking schmuck he is mm-hmm <laughs> this man's going to inspire a kid. So apparently Rodney Dangerfield in the premise of the show is this kid's like magic genie, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. He's like, it's kind of like, uh, um, like, oh, when man, he's I, feeling I, down. Rodney Dangerfield appears, which like there is, I think that could have, I don't know. There could have been something there. Maybe it would have to be like the hackiest on purpose show. ever. You'd have to really let Rodney loose more than like it being about the kid. Judging by the jokes in the intro, they probably did. Maybe. How much more do we have? That was it. 
Oh, that was the, that was the whole intro. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was funny that that existed. <laughs> Where's Rodney? But, it's a catchy song. It is, and same with a uh, rapping Rodney. Yeah, we got rapping Rodney. <laughs> so shout out to Rodney Dangerfield. I don't know if that show uh, should have been a hit for him, but I sh- I sure would like to see. It. Maybe um, if the episodes exist, that could be a fun one after Quincy. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm gonna, I'll look. Yeah, so keep an eye out for that, folks. Um, all right, I guess that's pretty much it, Craig. What's happening uh, at a very good show these days, huh? Um, we we did a, a night of quiplash and a show. Um, when's this? What's out? Every, on Patreon, we do this. Uh, it's kind of like um, you ever played apples to apples? No, no. It's uh, a, yes, it's, yes. It's I a game have. like that, but you can write in your own answers, and they're brutal. And it's 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 fun. It's oh, fun. I bet with you guys. No, no, no. Like the the people listening. We'll play oh, also, oh, okay. and it's just horrific shit. Okay. Like, I can't read half of it. Yeah, it's fun. We do that. Um, All right, so go listen to Opie's know, partner, Matt, play Apples to Apples with Craig. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did an uh, <clears throat> episode of VGS, and this is coming out Monday, so uh, we are doing Rubbed Out and VGS this week. Wow. Yeah. That's big news. Big news. Craig's doing both shows that he pretended he was going to do every week. <laughs> I mean, it was no pretending. <laughs> go to uh, go to verygoodshow.org, gang. Support Craigers, as he's now being called by the people. Yep. Why did you start that nickname for yourself? I did not. Mm. That was a hack right there. Are there any other messages? We got the message that you started that nickname, and what else this week did we learn that you should be told? Um, Come on. I should be. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I completely spaced it. I, 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 let me tell you something. There is no statute of limitations on rape. Yeah, so go to verygoodshow.org because. <laughs> because. <laughs> Sorry. I, 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 let me tell you something. There is no statute of limitations on rape. Thank you. That's what, true. What a yeah, sales so, pitch. So, so, you know, support Craig while you can. <laughs> I'm, I'm not and, going to. Uh, and if you can also support this program we appreciate it go to blindmike.net all the links are there uh, all your uh, podcast platforms whether they be Apple, Spotify what have you or on YouTube the YouTube has been growing so help that continue and if you want to become a member on YouTube or on Patreon you get early access to episodes like this as well as Why You Laughing Quincy all the stuff we do back there so uh Become a member, support the show. We appreciate it. Or support the show for free. Whatever you guys find more appropriate. Um, we appreciate all of that. And then uh, go support Hackride as well. Go follow Hackride and uh, everything that he's doing. I'm a member on Hackride's uh, YouTube channel. So uh, I you can find... Oh, I, and I, I forgot to mention this. I did an interview with the Gone Goozlers. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched Hacker I watched Puzzle Box last night and it was all about UFOs and shit and Hacker was just high out of his mind explaining aliens to DJ Electrify. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. That sounds interesting. But yeah, go check me out with the uh, the Gone Goozlers. They had uh, interview questions for me. I some people have reported that they may have taken some of my words out of context, but I don't know if that's true. Oh no. god. Um Yeah, that's it. All right. Bye-bye. And we have a mean transition. Sappers clear the way, airborne all the way. Now, this is very interesting. To, now, really, ladies, if you listen in, and men, 
and everybody in between. If I tell you you've got a homicide, buddy, you've got a homicide. I hope to hear from you soon. I am proud to own the Trumpy Bear, and I will always be proud to be an American. Until then, have yourself a great day, and as always, rock on. Stop the baloney, huh? What kind of statement is that? I wrote it. One of my favorite players to cover when he was here was Mike Vrabel. Tell me Mike Vrabel's story. Whatever, dude. I keep it cool at the gym. <laughs> Piss on him. All right. Stop, my belly hurts. My dad was in the military. Was that, sir? Can you please kindly F off, please? If a person is on a bridge threatening to jump, how do we know that he wants help? Anyway, God bless America. <laughs>